climate change. It's getting hot in here. Because I don't want to, I don't want to generate the carbon and use the um, air con. I don't know about you guys, but well, <laughs> climate fucking pirates. It's a little bit uh, stuffy in here. It is a bit stuffy. Should we mm. run some air con? I think we should run some <laughs> air. <laughs> yeah, should, we, should we put it on? Fuck the emissions. Happy with a bit of air con? Get a bit of airflow. Get some carbon going. Yeah, sure. Yeah, build. Oh no. I'll just get my jumper here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you think it while you're over there? <laughs> well, because you got your shirt off, we were getting a little hot in here. and Yeah, it's getting steamy. <laughs> the world was heating up. It's going to cause water vapour, which is going to cause clouds, and it's going to cause havoc with our modelling for what the climate's going to do in here. <laughs> no one even really knows. Let's make some fucking fake models. So we are talking about climate change today. Yeah. Big one. I've got no idea where we're going to go with this or how we're going to tackle it, so I guess we'll just fucking jump in and let's just let's do it. See what happens. Yeah. We're, we're not really... Are we on? Yeah, we've been on about a minute and a half. Oh, I have been. With you and your shirt You can always edit it, always edit it, mate. <laughs> or not. But do we want to? Maybe not. But yeah, talking about climate change today. Yeah. It's a very vast, vast and uh, cont- not contra- well, controversial and um, very poignant topic at the moment. Everyone's sort of talking about climate change and there's a few different opinions running around out there, but I think... Oh, I guess we can all probably agree that the it's fundamental truth of it is, is there is a bit of a climate emergency. No, what? no, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Wait. Here we go. Avoid these words like climate emergency. Are you a please. denier? No, I'm not a denier. <laughs> but having had a look at this, there is a lot of hysteria pump down people's throats to, to, to fear, to create fear amongst people. This is the new COVID, mate. But ca- this is the new COVID. But we can probably agree that what we are doing as humans is affecting the planet and it's for the worst. Whether you think it's changing the heat... Are you talking, though, about temperature increase or are you talking about what we're doing on a global scale to the planet, including, like, pollution, plastics, all that other stuff? Because yeah, so I'm talking, I'm talking degradation of wetlands, ecosystems breaking down, forestry... What are they... Plastics pollution, yeah. plastics pollution, forever chemicals, forever yeah. chemicals, glyphosate, yes. Yes. all that glyphosate. stuff. Now, on that point, I'll agree with you. Yeah, hey, there we go. Yeah. Good if start. we're talking yeah. about um, yep. global warming temperature stuff, yes, humans are having an impact because there's multitudes of us now, and in, in but even still, human human behaviour on a on a on a residential or, or everyday man level isn't a major contributor. We can do things to help. Warming. Yeah, the, it's, the, the it's impact not, of man's behaviours on warming the planet is minuscule. That's the fact. Listen, and doing some research here, a lot of scientists will say that our impact on temperature is so minuscule compared to what nature, how nature creates uh, climate change. So you've got um, oceans create um, are a big player in the way climate. Um, is dictated or changes. Yep, so ocean currents. So ocean like fluctuations currents. in temperature, cold water coming up to the surface, warm water, all that sort of stuff. El Ninos and... La Nina. El Nina. All those sort of uh, um, phenomena, whatever they are, um, are, are contributors. Man's, man's effect, the impact, is minuscule compared to these things. And you also the talk about the, 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 the ellipse, elliptical um, process of the Earth. Mm. You know, at some stage in the rotation of the Earth around the sun, there is... Uh, we are closer to the sun than we're not, obviously. And, and over that period, uh, that changes in itself as well. That that balance changes like over millennia, over 100 years a period. So, uh, but, but if we continue <laughs> to deforest 
we continue to have toxic pollutions. We continue to put glyphosate on the soil, fill the ocean with plastic, drain the wetlands. We're we're not we're not in a good way. And I, I, I agree, it's not just a one-issue thing. It's not just carbon. It's not just emissions. That's a good point. I think that is the issue, mate, is that we've made well, yeah, it you're carbon. Right. Yeah. Yes. All, all you hear about Carbon-centric, is yeah. What we've got to do is we've got to get our carbon emissions down to a you know net zero or whatever, and the world's going to be saved. Yeah. yeah. And like I've done a lot of research coming into this uh, podcast, and first of all, I actually thought climate science was a lot more simple than what it is. Mm. It is so complicated like there are so many things like like Ruth spoke about like i've heard some very credible scientists talking about ocean currents operating over a thousand year cycle one thousand year cycle for ocean currents to play out in their entirety and then start a new cycle yeah right and then you bring into it the sun's activity so like solar flares so how much energy the sun puts out and then you look at um again what Ruth spoke about the um, the orbit of the Earth and the solar system and our proximity to the sun in terms of how much solar energy we get. And then you talk about um, undersea and above-ground volcanoes and their influence on um, local ocean temperature as well as like pollutants they put in the air, which will you know reflect mm. solar that's, energy. That's massive. And you look at all of that in um, context and then you add into that um, the formation of cloud and how temperature affects cloud uh, both in the tropics and then in the, um, the more middle latitudes. And you look at all those things, which we essentially can't change. We can't change what the sun does. We can't change volcanoes occurring. We don't understand ocean currents and we don't fully understand or even partially understand really cloud um, formation and action in the context of like climate change and temperature rise. And then we go, oh, but we'll just fix it. It's all about carbon. That's yeah. that's the bit that gets me. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I looked into this whole um, area of, uh, you know, climate doomsdayers versus climate denialists and all this sort of stuff. And there's this number floating around, like 97% of scientists agree um, in climate change. And that seems to be true, right? But what the there's a lot of uh, differing in the agreement of like... How it happens. Well, well, how it happens and like what does that actually mean? Because mm, yeah. like I think every single scientist, more or less, there will be obviously some outliers, would say um, carbon's a greenhouse gas and more carbon in the atmosphere will cause some temperature increase. I haven't heard any credible scientist, even the, the deniers or the people on the other side of the fence, whatever you call them, say that carbon will have no impact but I've heard him say that the impact might be negligible and that all these models that we look at of uh, this sort of like climate emergency and every time you see a picture of the, you know, temperature for the earth, it's all fires everywhere and orange and the world's going to go, you know, bananas because of carbon. I think there's a lot of disagreement on on the modelling and the science and like how much of an impact we're having. I think we're having a massive impact, but I think you touched on it. It's like everything we're doing. It's not, we've simplified it to this one thing like, hey, we can solve the whole world problem. Less carbon. Yeah. That's, that's because we can put a number on it. We can put a number on and it and it's the politically emissions, attractive, right? Because we yeah. can go, yeah, baby, we're going to go fucking carbon neutral or, you and know, reduce by this many percent. We're going to build carbon scrubbers. Yeah, and these big tech guys can come up with a solution and say, okay, well, he, here's a solution. We've got to get down to net zero. or yeah. And we're going to do that with wind and solar and that'll be great. You know, we'll get rid of emissions and then we're done. You know, climate change is effectively over well 
That's a real yeah. And the beauty of putting a number on something is then you can start charging for it. That's right. Because yeah. what's yeah. happened yes. now is yeah. you've got exactly. politicians who have grabbed a hold of this and now you've got CO2 taxes uh, or, or emission yeah. taxes and stuff like that. Um, you've got, you know, all these uh, renewable energy type things, wind and solar and, and, and people buying electric cars and... You know, there, there's money behind this. So, so why why isn't there a big uh, world push against let's eliminate glyphosate? Yep. Yeah. Right? Imagine that. Imagine or plastic or, or plastic. Fucking anything that's. Yeah. <laughs> or tra- or transport. Because yeah. So you look at you look at um, cruise ships. Holy moly! Do mm. they pump out some smoke yeah. and use? I thought I thought I read a million liters an hour of diesel fuel. That, one million liters. Is that like cumulative for all the ships around the world? Kind of I thing thought it was one, but that's a lot, right? It sounds like a lot. <laughs> Maybe that's for one trip. Oh, yeah. But I'd have to find – that's a lot. Well, I guess when you think about a, a, a jet like an A380, I think they carry like 400,000 liters of fuel or something like that. So yeah. I guess, say, a million for a ship that might cruise for the entirety of a cruise. It goes yeah. from the one side of the Atlantic to the other. Maybe it does Maybe it's a for a whole cruise. That would make more yeah, sense, yeah, right? Yeah. But even if you look at an A380, 400,000 liters, how many of them are flying around? Oh. If we were serious about it – You'd go okay. We'll we'll put an end to that. But but I need to go to Hawaii. I got to I got to go on a holiday. I mean, but, back but to do the, we need to put an end to it? Like, uh, I, I heard this really interesting. Um, we're paying for carbon, so well, yeah. I've, oh, if if I if I pay two dollars per ticket that I put in, I feel yeah, better I've about it. A couple of trees, and so. I'm I'm yeah. offsetting some of my carbon. What a load of horseshit that yeah. is. I mean, I mean, I'll sound like an anti-environment. In, an anti-environmentalist for saying this. Like, I, I love the environment and I try yep. and do everything I can to look after it. And I, I hate the fact that we've got um, high levels of air pollution and ocean pollution and, you know, plastic and um, herbicides, fungicides, pesticides, just poison everywhere you look. But in terms of just purely when you look at uh, carbon and, and transport, I was looking at this interesting analogy from the early 1900s and talking about the level of horse manure in New York City because back then your primary mode of transport was horses, right? And they said, wow, we're in big trouble here. Like, New York is going to be under. underground, like under a, a giant layer, horse feet shit. high of horse shit. Because <laughs> every day they were removing like two and a half tons of horse shit. Now, fast forward 100 years, obviously nothing happened out of that because technology kept going. There was a solution. There was a solution. Up, yeah. There was a technological solution. People are pretty clever. No one wants to live in a giant pile of horse shit. So, my question is do we need to start banning all these technologies and say, you can't ever travel again. You're never going to go on a plane and see any part of the world or not even the broader part of your state because it's too polluting or do we start putting money into initiatives to make cleaner energy that's more affordable for people? Mm. I think that's uh, the crux of it, mate. And the two things that I picked up out of looking at this was one, through our attempts to prevent global warming, we are destroying the environment. That's one thing I picked up. We are. Yeah, no doubt And and we'll look at renewables later. And those renewables, particularly solar and wind, are causing massive environmental uh, um, disruption. Also, one thing I picked up was it could all be solved really by um, evening out wealth around the world and eliminating poverty. So if if a society is is, um, not in poverty or is, uh, is wealthier, then they have more of a, um, a perception or, or a um, concern for their immediate future and their and their immediate um, environment. So, I mean, you look at some third world countries and you go to those countries as a tourist and there's shit everywhere. There, it seems that there's no regard for the environment. You've got plastic bottles everywhere, drinking bottles. 
uh, a lot of pollution, that sort of stuff, a lot of trans traffic and transport. If that was all balanced out and these people had some sort of wealth was balanced out around the world, then we could actually everyone would be more concerned about their immediate future. Do you know what I mean? Hundred uh, percent. In that in that way, and then also in the, in conjunction with providing more economical um, energy, because what what seems to be happening now is hang on, are you are you saying people in poorer countries are more concerned about their immediate future rather than looking into the future? No, they're not. They're not at the moment because if, if they're you, not, what, what it, human behaviour sort of dictates that when when you're in poverty, your main concern is just to get right now, right now, yeah, immediately. On the table yeah. Yeah. So I think you guys are agreeing. You just yeah. Oh, I was just trying to clarify because yeah, yep. they're not thinking about the future. No, they're no. thinking about yeah, yeah. They're go. thinking okay, about surviving so day by day. It's like yeah. if you've Carry got on. zero money and zero resources, and it's a really cold night and it's snowing, you'll probably burn a tire to stay warm. If exactly. that's all you've got. Yep. All you've got is a lighter and a tyre. That's you'll probably an example. Burn that fucking tyre to stay warm for the night. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, yep. like, if you've got a bit of money, you'd be like, "Don't be stupid. I'm not going to burn that. It's going to create fumes." And yep. yeah, and, and it that's seems why I'm really dumbing it down. But oh yeah, yeah, I guess no, that's, yeah. that's the analogy. Yeah, sorry. I yeah. It seems that this push for electric vehicles also is really aimed at the wealthy. I mean, I, I can't see myself, and I'm a middle class sort of person. I can't see myself buying an electric vehicle worth sixty, seventy grand in the next ten years. It's not going to happen. I wouldn't mm. spend that much money on a vehicle. But and also the electric vehicle concept, what, why isn't that being uh, really really focused in these third world countries? So countries like India, uh, China, where their population is is massive, wouldn't it be better to maybe um, inc- or encourage electric motor vi- motorcycles, like, like electric batteries for motorcycles, which is the predominant um, like throughout Indonesia? A lot of people ride motorcycles instead of cars because of it's congestion easier, and so yeah. on. You know, so. But we seem to have this Western concept that if I buy me Tesla vehicle, my electric vehicle, then I'm doing right for the planet. But it just it just seems all ass about to me. It just seems that there are buffoons in power making rules and regulations based on money and profit, really on the long term well, benefits of the, of the world. Most of the CO two solutions are politically charged and there's a techno solution for it. So we're talking about numbers before. Yeah. If you put a number on it, then I can come up with a techno solution to fix that. And these kind of, you know, the, this war on carbon, we got to have carbon down, really plays into the hands of these big Davos billionaires who can come up, well, Silicon Valley billionaires that can come up with a solution and go, I can get that number down for you. We're really, we're looking at a number. Why are we, why are we doing that? You know, it, it's, it's, it's controlling humanity. It's bringing down human rights. It's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, the, the number thing yeah. is a real issue. And what it's, we're it's talking solely about, focused on one thing yeah. rather than fixing all these others. And I'm, we, not, I'm sorry. So I know there's people looking into those other things, mm-hmm. fixing wetlands and, you know, cleaning up the ocean. If you look at that, um, what is it? The great, Garbage patch in the middle of the yeah. Pacific Ocean. Yeah, there's yeah. like five of them now. There's like five. Yeah, they're all, pa- on yeah. the different oceans of the world or something. Yeah, yeah so crazy. there are people looking into those things, but it seems like the big politically motivated stuff is all based on carbon and getting those emissions down. Yeah, it's just focused on that one, one thing, thing, really, isn't it? It's yeah. all you hear: and carbon, carbon, carbon. And while we're on that topic, carbon is not a pollutant. Carbon is a life-based um, uh, element when it's mm. natural. Yeah, and, and CO two is is isn't really even a, a pollutant either. Either 
it's just a, a byproduct of of the use of carbon. Well, if you look at the nat- two water two water atoms, the the natural cycle of methane, say from cows, that gets goes up, gets processed, so to speak, in the atmosphere, comes back down as rain. There's a bit of a cycle to it. The emissions are different. But you look at they go out and hang in yeah, there, and but hang on, CO two is also a part of a cycle too. So you've got a, a, a cow grazing in in the, in the paddock. It's it's consuming CO two based plant um, feed material. Yeah, yep. it has a shit or it breathes out um, CO two. That CO two goes into the atmosphere and then is reabsorbed again via the soil. I mean that's part of our whole um, lack of nutrients and vegetation, um, and so that is a is a cycle. What the problem is with CO two is is that um, an automobile doesn't provide a cycle. So that's right. So we produce we, um, we 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 mine for the the parts to make a vehicle or a battery. Uh, then we use fuel uh, coal to burn fuel. Uh, the car emits out CO two, and that just goes into the into the atmosphere. There is no cycle. But that's right. But plants yeah. do plants do um, uh, re retake some in as a part of photos, photosynthesis and that sort yeah. of stuff. So I, I read somewhere that in her Earth's history, um, the the CO two levels have often been um, ten times as higher than today. In they're, they're in naturally history. based CO twos from weather events from. But irrespective of that, we're actually living in a very very low CO two um, environment at the moment. Compared to history. Yeah, like if we had no CO2, we would die. Because yeah, yeah. every plant on the face of the earth would cease to be here, would have no food, would have no trees, and we would die. Well, did you see that Dutch farmer? And I think he's a doctor. He was in a, in a panel, and he was speaking to a panel of, you know, the experts who dwell on the numbers. And he asked them um, what they thought, uh, how much percentage of the atmosphere was made up of carbon dioxide. Oh, uh, yeah. And they had, have you seen it? They yeah. had no idea. One guy said five. One guy said six. One guy said, well... This was percent, wasn't it? Five percent. Five percent. Six percent. One lady said eight percent. But let me remind you that uh, transport um, contributes to 49% of uh, CO2 emissions. Well, no, no, no. How much CO2 is in the in the atmosphere? And they all rattled off five to eight percent. And he said, well, it's actually 0.04%. Not half a percent. Not, not one percent. Not even point one of a percent. Not even point one of a percent. That's, that's 400 parts per million. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And he said... That if and this is a guy who, who works on farms and and he's involved, you know, in the whole cycle of of life, he said that if it drops to point zero two percent, plant life on Earth will no longer exist. They need the carbon. They, they need, need carbon. They need, they need carbon yeah. to live. Yeah, mm. but isn't that that's a different thing? The natural carbon. So even so, even when the cows are eating, and their methane burps contain microorganisms. <laughs> something funny about that. Are they? <laughs> but th- they contain microorganisms that are taken up by the environment around them. When they talk about methane going up into the atmosphere and cows being the problem, cow burps are the problem, but <laughs> it, it, it's sequestered by the soil and the plants. And when, it, when, the, when the cow bites through the grass, that grass then sends off little... Carbons yeah. into the soil. The same as when it shits. Same when it shits and it urinates. We could probably we're getting a bit. Well, that mate, that's so a whole potty pro- mouth. Whole but what I'm what I'm saying is behind yeah. regenerative farming. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and that's a whole. Let's do a topic on that because yeah. that's yeah, yeah. fascinating as well. But Most definitely, it's the way forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
it sequesters carbon. If you're going to talk about carbon and it sequesters it, you know, you talk about net zero. Well, if we're going to be net zero, then that's another topic, right? But Mm. if we're going to be net zero, then we're maybe we've gone past that. We need to get more out, sequester the carbon into the soil. But what I'm, what I'm suggesting is I'm not an expert or anything, but the CO2 that's coming from transport emissions is different to CO2 that's coming from plants and animals naturally, you know what I mean, in the cycle of things. I know what you're saying. Like it's a it's a nuanced argument. Like like CO2 is CO2. Like if you look at it from a chemical point of view, you know, carbon and O2, CO2. But what you're saying is there's a whole lot of other stuff that comes out with it. Yeah. Like like when you Heavy drive, and, when yeah. I drive my petrol-powered car home, yeah. it's not just emitting pure CO2. No. Um, you know, I've also got a diesel car. I've just got diesel particulate coming out. You've got heavy metals. You've got things that are, that are toxic. So it's not the whole argument. Is just if the only thing our cars emit was CO2, we'd be a hell of a lot better off. Yes. And like one of the things that I think we should be like passionately looking into is how to make – because clearly we're not going to stop burning fossil fuel overnight. We're just not going to do it. Like if the earth just decides tomorrow, hey, no one's burning any more fossil fuel. We well, can't. Like, we're we're we cooked, right? It, it's impossible. Yeah. It's not a possible thing to do. So – one of the things we should be doing is looking into how to burn it as cleanly as is humanly possible. Yeah, and, you know, and, and fossil fuel is actually um, created by carbon dioxide. So carbon dioxide uh, in the atmosphere is, is absorbed by plant and marine life. So plankton, mm-hmm. um, uh, algae and certain plants help and through the processes help produce oil, natural gas. Yep. Uh, and, and that production of fossil fuel is continuous. So, it I, just I, takes a very long time, doesn't it? It's like a millions of year cycle of all that stuff goes into the ground and it becomes fossilised and it changes its chemical structure and all that sort of stuff and eventually becomes oil or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, I read... Um, and then we can extract it and burn it as a fossil fuel. Yeah, and, and what yeah. you're saying about burning fossil fuel cleaner is is a good point, uh, but I don't, I don't really know how to. I'm not a scientist, but I found I saw an interesting thing, right, about fossil fuels and it was a bit of a, um, a, bit of a, a, a lie about it. And... In 19, apparently in 1892, at the Geneva Convention, um, the, the, the big man in the oil industry at the time, J.D. Rockefeller, he paid scientists to call oil a fossil fuel. So that's where that term come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did that to induce the idea of scarcity mm. in order to create a world market or price for oil. So if something is, is deemed scarce, then you can manipulate... It's, so, it's price. So you're saying like the psychology is like, shit, fossils take a long time to form. I better buy those bad boys up because they're all going to run out. Well, that's or what they're sell saying. them for more. Or sell them for more, yeah. We're going to run out of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what they're saying. The whole mm. whole mantra now is that if we don't um, rem- uh, move away from fossil fuels, we won't have any energy. Mm. But that's a lie because the actual fact is that oil is the second most prevalent liquid on earth next to water. Yeah. Uh, and at, at all times it's regenerating within the earth, within the carbon cycle. Um, faster than it can be depleted. It's interesting. So, you know, well, they've, they've created a problem in order to give us a solution. Yeah, well, half the problem is creating the solar and wind is it's, it's energy inefficient to create them. Yes. Yeah, you're so sort you, of paying with all the pollutants up front. Yeah, so someone, someone, someone said oil and fossil fuels are like especially for people that have listened to our show before and we've talked about nutrition, is like steak wrapped in bacon and solar and wind is like lettuce. 
you know, getting getting the energy from the food. Yeah, right. Nutrient dense, high energy, good fats in steak and bacon. That's and, a good and then you've got to eat a ton of lettuce. Yeah. To get anything close to that, and just the the energy, uh, what's the word? Energy density or whatever. Yeah, and the um, the the benefits of the net benefits of of oil, and just the power that it. And the energy that it produces, you can get a small amount, large amount of power. Solar, you got to have large amount of solar yeah. for. It's a, the same um, with uh, like battery storage. You know, like batteries yeah. sort of work uh, on on a, on a car scale, and I know they can be made to work on a truck scale, and technology moves forward all the time. But the energy density of, say, diesel fuel, for example, is just so much greater than like the energy that the same size battery can hold. Yes. Like yeah. if you looked at the size of the battery that will be required to power a semi-trailer, which is going to drive across our continent, say Australia, for example, it's not the same as those drum-sized diesel tanks that are sitting on the side of the, you know, they've got to be huge and they're heavy and they're big. Yeah. So then you've got to start accounting into that. Well, that truck's got to pull that extra mass of those batteries. Yeah. Like I'm not saying it can't be done and it's an engineering challenge and people are probably working on it all the time, but. Stay yeah. crapped in bacon. Stay crapped in bacon. I like, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. But yep. while we're on that uh, fossil fuel thing, just before we le- leave that topic, um, it was interesting that I, I read somewhere that the interge- intergovernmental panel um, of on climate change, the IPCC, mm. they actually state that um, they want CO two from from fossil fuels reduced to zero by twenty one hundred. Mm. That's a big ask. Do you know? I heard a and in, why would we? <laughs> I heard a climate scientist saying that if we stopped emitting all carbon today. And it's not a reason not to do it. We wouldn't see any climate change for 100 years, as in any deviation to what we see now. Yeah. So it's not like a running water faucet where you turn it off, you know, and, and it, it stops, stops straight away. Yeah. It's like whatever we've got now, it's not going to change for our lifetime yep. or our children's lifetime. Yep. I'm not saying don't do it. Like I'm not saying if carbon is truly detrimental and it's the only answer, I'm not saying like it's too hard, we shouldn't try. But what I'm saying is like it's not like some immediate thing where you know, one president in one term is going to solve it. We're going to switch off all our emissions. We're going to stop emitting carbon and then the earth goes back to, you know, yeah. whatever they're chasing. Well, already, mate, the earth is um, – With there were some NASA reports that stated that the earth is 15% uh, greener. Yeah, I saw since that. Since the year 2000. Yes. And that's even in arid areas of the world. It's like borders of the southern Sahara and stuff like that yeah. are starting to become lush again. Since the 1980s. Earth has been is greener f- by forty percent. Yeah. So it's not like the Earth is turning red, like you'd see on every sort of weather weather map on the news. Mm-hmm. The Great Barrier Reef is growing in size. That's it's not reducing. That's a fact as well. It's I heard that. Yeah. Is that is that legit? Yep. Uh, the Earth is. I hope, so. I hope that's true. Is that because of the stuff we're doing to fix it? Mate, it's just it's natural evolution. It's just yeah. it's natural. There there were some um you know those uh, star crab. Um, starfish crown of thorns crown of thorn thing there's also a lot of bleaching a while ago wasn't yeah, there but was that yeah. um, due to like sunscreens some, some isn't it su- well, due to sunscreen yeah. mate it was honestly it was given so much bullshit stories on mainstream and that we were probably going back to the times when we were probably paying attention to mainstream I mean it would have just been a cyclic uh, pattern the sun's within, putting out more energy well, or the, we just the ocean's warmer or ocean. cool, I don't know what causes yeah, it we sun. just mentioned the ocean yeah. changing sunscreen its, shit but it's probably sunscreen yeah, let's go sunscreen. Well, they blame they were blaming farmers, fertilizers leaching into the um, into the ocean. But I mean, that, I've, I've that's, seen that's I've seen coral bleaching. I remember zero. seeing an amazing. Uh, I went um, snorkeling, uh, sort of on a reef off um, Hayman Island in Queensland, probably twenty years ago, and I remember snorkeling through this 
amazing, uh, like it was like blue stag coral, I think it was called. It was like this luminescent blue, looked like antlers. And it was amazing, right? It was so vivid, just the brightest, most awesome blue you could ever see. And I saw a sea turtle and whatever. And I went back there about five years later and it's all white and dead now. Yeah, right. I thought, oh, that's bad. So, I mean, <laughs> that's it is happening, but, but obviously yeah. that's not a representation but of what's mate, happening across the entire earth. And is that a normal natural cycle? I don't know. I'm not well, cause like a Well, because reef, reef is like um, plant life on, on the land, yeah, right? of course, yeah. And so if you walk past, if you go and see a beautiful fern in a fern, a rainforest uh, one year and you go back five years and that fern mm-hmm. is dead, yeah, is that the same, that's the same concept as you go on to see uh, an underwater um, of course, mar- uh, flora um, yep. species. One time it's alive, and the next time it's dead. I mean, does that mean? Does it Mate, mean maybe some anything? dirty big oil tanker drove across it and you know yeah. had a big leak? Yeah. Or, like I, I don't know. And what like the I don't deny is. the impact of human traffic either. You know, like humans yeah. touching reef and stuff like that, and, and the oils of our, of our skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of factors, and I just don't think you can put it down to climate change is the major major thing. You know, um, well, it's just been dumped down, hasn't it? Yeah, it's maybe yeah, maybe it's the, maybe it's the words and the semantics you're talking about because you know if you say it's due to fertilizers or even humans touching it or sunscreens or whatever it is, that's impact from humans. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's not global warming. Maybe it's not, or maybe it is a cycle of the world. Yeah, who knows? But the stuff like even. Fertilizers into the ocean, you know, the stripping of the soil, the possibility that some of the soil is so dry, maybe is that contributing to some of the floods? Like the soil mm. is so, yeah. is so, you know, dry. We've we've fertilized it. We've killed off the microbiome yep. of the soil with glyphosate. There's no cow ruminant animals to fertilise and sequester carbon and having that nice, rich, almost muddy soil. Yeah. And then... Dense the w- like fungi and all yeah. that stuff that's supposed to be in there. Yeah. And that bacteria. soaks up the water as it comes through, but yeah. that's not happening now. You look at the middle America, that, that du- they call it the dust bowl now. Dust bowl, it used to be yeah. the bread bowl yeah. or the bread mm. basket or whatever yeah. they called but it that's, in the that's world. That's not an effect on... CO two is it? That's affected on no. a lot of other things that we've just talked yeah. about. But, you know, but that's core farming and techniques us doing yeah you know, doing bad things yeah, to the environment. Fertilizers, herbicides, all that sort yeah. of stuff. You don't really hear about it in mainstream media. Like, oh, one of the things we really need to do in order to sequester more carbon is to have healthy soil. Yeah, like I, I would never hear that when I turn yeah. on my news yeah. feed or anything yeah. like that. Yet yeah. they do say that soil will sequester more carbon than anything else. Like yeah. healthy soil, it's yeah. full yeah. of fungi and bacteria and all the rich microbiome that it's got. And, and they talk about healthy soil as being like a rainforest, and what we've got now is akin to like a desert. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. got this loose material that we plow every year. We pump it full of pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. We put one or two key nutrients in there for plant growth because we know we can just put the MPK yeah. mix in there and a few other things. Yeah. We grow it every year, we plough it down, the wind blows it away, and it's essentially holding nothing. Yeah. Whereas if you don't plough soil, you keep it intact, you feed it everything it needs. You let things grow on you it. You let things grow on it. You let things decompose on it, all that sort of stuff. Then it's a rich, healthy, living organism which traps a hell of a lot of carbon. Yes. And yet we're not doing that no. in any of our giant, you know, 10,000 hectare corn monocrop. And the run, the run-on effect of that is, yeah, it 
it keeps the water. It holds the water. Exactly. In. It doesn't it run doesn't off. Pull it, and run off. Yeah. yeah. There's and mate, that concept, Smitty, is um is really well explained on a Netflix doco with uh narrated by Woody Harrelson. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he's a big proponent of this. He believes wholeheartedly in it, and and he's yeah, actually so yeah. you now he's he's a, a good friend of uh, RFK uh, Junior. Oh, yeah. uh, they get together yeah. and and talk about you know issues and have a li- have a look at it. I, I can't will remember yeah. the name of it. Yeah. Um, is it called Meat? No, nah, it's not called Meat. Uh, uh, if you told me the name of it, I'd remember. It's on Netflix. Mm. If you just Google Netflix, Woody Harrelson documentary, it'll come up. But yes. that, that um, it totally explains what you just mentioned there about that that soil. The there's some great soil. There are some great resources out there. There's a there's a doco called Sacred Cow. Where yeah. They, you know, you know, in India, cows are sacred, but they're saying you know the regenerative way to regenerative agriculture with. Based on cows. No, 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 no. Cows drink all our water and they shit out methane and they're going to destroy the earth and you can't eat meat. You've got to eat yeah. soy, all right, you yeah. maniac. Oh, yeah, that's monocrop. <laughs> you got to monocrop, you monocrop that shit. Yeah. You want to have million-acre farms full of soy. Yeah, the, the other one is a really we'll good one. We'll get little boobies and have our <laughs> levels sky high. And 2040 is another really good one. It, it, it highlights the problems that we've got, but it also gives some solutions. So, you know, we're talking about... Um, it's a little bit doom and gloom, right? Like, you know, you talk about maybe there's only one or two generations of good quality topsoil mm. left. and They've lost like eight feet in areas and crazy, yeah. crazy things like that. And we're talking about, um, you know, I've read some things like we don't have, we've only got 40 to 50 years of fossil fuels left. And I don't know if that's a, um, that's a scare tactic, but you just mentioned there before, you, we want to reduce our fossil fuels to zero zero by, by 20 well 2100 is more than 50 years away right mm, yeah so we, we maybe we do have more than 50 years of fossil fuels left mm. maybe that's a scare tactic or maybe they're going to move away from fossil fuels and go to another energy source and that's why we can hold on to the little stores well, that's the gotten. thing like are we evolving as a race we're always getting a little bit better like we've done a terrible job up until now, right? We've rapidly had this industrial revolution and we've really fucked up the earth when it comes to, you know, we've lost a lot of pristine areas. We've polluted a lot. Um, yeah, 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 carbon's probably in there somewhere, but on a list of 100 things, it's probably like right down the bottom in my estimation in terms of like its importance. I'm not saying we shouldn't pay attention to it, but I don't think it's like the one thing we can solve. But as a society, are we also going to get better and... Find more efficient ways. Yeah, well, like humans are resilient, all doom and gloom right? Because yeah. we love yeah. as humans to always take in the most negative aspect of what's going to happen. We're, we're doom and gloom people. Like if you have a yeah. positive thing and a negative thing on the table, we always go towards the negative thing. That's what attracts us. Yeah, and I think it's because we know we're going to die, so we're always looking for negative <laughs> information. Like I look at my dog; she doesn't know she's going to die. You know, neither does a butterfly, a bird, a horse. As humans, we know we're fragile. We know there's a ton of things that can kill us, and we know we're going to die. So I think we're always yes, gravi- uh, gravitating yeah. towards that negative information to safeguard ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You always want to know what the worst case scenario is so that you can protect yourself. Yeah, fuck, there could be a fucking a really big hurricane come one day. I'm going to build a really strong house. Or there could be a financial collapse. I'm going to have heaps of money. I'm going to stockpile cash. There could be a fucking virus. I'm going to get some crazy vaccine that might be untested. <laughs> fuck it, I'm just going to do it. You know, whatever it is, we're yeah. always looking to safeguard ourselves. Well, that's what insurance is based that's on. That's what insurance yeah. is based on, right? But as Our humans, insecurities. as humans, we love the media have worked this out, right? We love negative information. That's why when you turn the news on, like, yeah, an old lady was bashed and 
financial system's fucked. We're all going to die, and bushfires are getting worse and worse every year, and the uh, you know the climate's going to collapse. Well, you know maybe it's not that bad. Maybe there's a middle ground. Yeah, I'm not saying we're doing like a great job, but at the same time, like we hear about this tipping point, we're going to hit this tipping point, and all of a sudden the whole world turns red. You know, every day is going to be 50 degrees. The ocean's going to rise 10 meters, and we're all going to die. Well, there's got to be a middle ground. There'd be good waves though. And Smitty, you know, what you're saying there is is so critical, mate, because, I mean, I, I just heard on the news just recently a, a kid in the US committed suicide because he felt so despaired about the environment and the fact that he couldn't do anything about it. And I think this whole media scare tactics, and you listen to some scientists, and I listen to a lot of podcasts coming into this, um, and there's a few good scientists on um, Jordan Peterson's podcast, and they, they speak alternate views, but they're, they're very balanced, and... But even whatever view they come from, they uh, they speak about humans adapting, yes, uh, and and yeah. the and the consequences of what's happening aren't aren't massive. They aren't severe. They are not massive consequences that's going to um, mass extinct the world mm-hmm. in in a hundred years. There is people talking like that, though. I know there is, mate, yeah. and that's and, the and terrible there thing. Has been. Yeah, right. Yes, I guess what you're exactly. saying. Yeah. Because yeah. back in the eighties, and I saw this little post on it. The eighties it had um eighties was acid rain. Remember acid, acid rain. rain? Yeah. In the nineties there was something else. In the year two thousands there was something else. There, there were these decades of different topics. There's holes in the ozone layer. Ho- ozone layer. We we're all going to yes. be simmering with boils if we walked out in the sun for two minutes. Exactly, you mate. <laughs> every ten, every decade there is this scare tactic to just keep this little thing bubbling There's global the famine. We can't support the amount of people we have on the earth. We've never grown as much food as we are now. And part of this due to the global greening. Exactly right, mate. Exactly. India won't be able to support themselves. They can't grow yeah. enough food. They've never grown more food and they're supporting yeah. like 1.3 billion people or whatever I, I read, so, I heard somewhere there was a quote by year 2000 that um, some great percentage of the world would be dead from, from starvation, mm-hmm. which never happened. Sea level rise. Yeah, sea level has happened a but, little bit, but, but not appreciably. Yeah, so the, all these points. What I'm what I'm getting at is it's now impacting because remember in our education podcast we talked about sustainability and how our kids at school are being indoctrinated with this belief that the world is in massive danger and the, it's going to end if we don't do something about it. Blah blah blah. It's having an impact on their psycholo- psychology. There are people um, in in society that aren't having children. Because they believe that what's the point of having children if the world's going to end because of climate change? Yep. This climate change mantra has totally, absolutely fucked people in the head. Just like, yeah. just like COVID. And that's why I said at the start, this is the new COVID. Because it's just been a mass psychosis of this, of this thing that, yes, yes, this is happening. And yes, COVID happened as well. I, I'm not denying that COVID happened and, and it and it killed some vulnerable people. Look at the modelling for COVID when it first came out. Let's talk about modelling, mate. <laughs> oh, but, hey, man. Yeah, but that's what they that. did. They made COVID a number and it's the same with carbon. Yeah. Right? So they made is. COVID a number and every night politicians on the thing going, yep. geez, we had 10,000 yesterday and yep. everyone's like, oh, all right. It was the same yeah. thing, mate. Create a, yeah. create a crisis and have, have them provide the solution yeah. to us so that we all live in fear and then thank God the government's come to save yeah. us with a solution. We talk about COVID and the environment. You look at what that did with public health, the cost of face masks, vaccines, um, rat tests, the far, the plastic waste from all oh, of that. Oh, man, imagine yeah. the pollution just horrendous. from the rat tests and the masks. Yeah, yeah. They reckon oh, something God. like a billion masks in the ocean now. Yeah. Okay, but mate, okay. the government doesn't give a fuck about the environment because look at that Nord Stream pipeline that was blown up, uh, allegedly by Putin. 
that was a that was full, Americans have admitted to that pretty much. That had the m- biggest environmental impact they reckon since um, it was something major. I can't remember what it was, but the, the amount of methane that was emitted into the ocean and destroyed so much marine life after that explosion was phenomenal. Mate, look at that train crash in uh, America. That yeah. monochloride train. Oh, geez, this is going to be hard to clean up. What do we do? Let's light it on fire. Yeah. And did you see the local rivers <laughs> That'll there? clean her up. The local rivers <laughs> oh had God. rainbow film all over it and oh. fish, fish were dying. You know, like, That's the they, stuff that really worries. I'm, wor- I'm a little bit worried about carbon, but it's really low down on my list compared oh, to all yeah. the other things we're doing, which does are not, crazy. does not know? register uh, with like I get a bottle of water from the servo on the way home, chuck it, you know, plastic. Yeah. We're eating plastic now and all the fish we have. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't crazy. eat a fish out of my river. No. Oh no, God no! No, mainly no. when it's closer to the river mouth, maybe I would. Where it's yeah. a bit cleaner, but up, upstream I wouldn't eat, eat a fish. We live in the country. I wouldn't eat the yabbies and stuff out of my creek because there's farms upstream and all the runoff from the farms, all the chemicals, and I just yeah. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't drink the water either. Yep. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what I'm talking about with it not being one nah. one issue. It's nah. a myriad yeah. of issues, yeah. and that f- sole focus on emissions and carbon, yeah. which may or may not be a problem. I think we probably disagree on that it's i'm no expert but i would think that it would have be having some sort of impact on the the climate i but think it definitely has an impact i just don't yeah. think it's as big as what they state yeah and yeah. and when you and when you start putting figures on it and i've heard some scientists quantify the effect of um increased carbon in the atmosphere in terms of watts per square meter of energy and obviously the more watts per square meter cause an increase in temperature and what they were saying is based on the current figures and the future projections of what our carbon output will be, they reckon that it might increase, uh, I think it's watts per square metre, by one to two, right? About one to two. Now, things like the sun, the ocean currents, volcanoes, things like that, can increase it by like 100 watts per square metre. So it's not like it's not having an impact, but it's like what is the impact in terms of we're talking about there seems to be a relative scientific consensus that over the next 100 years we might get between one and two degrees of warming. But what component of that is coming from carbon? I'm not saying let's all go crazy and just emit carbon left, right and centre and not try and change our ways, but like the impact of making energy really, really expensive um, overnight to achieve these goals is that we, we go backwards as a society. Mm. Like you look at the amount of carbon we've emitted over the last 100 years, and it's been obviously quite a bit, but you also look at the increase in the standard of living. We've got, you know, we've got refrigeration, we've got transport, we've got heating and cooling, yeah, yeah. we've got all these things that also make us able to be more healthy and live a better life. There's got to be a technological balance and a shift to other things that isn't this mass psychosis and paranoia of just let's change everything now, let's burn it all down. We're all going to go and live back in mud huts. It needs to be a gradual, a gradual, a gradual change, not this overnight changed everything electric yeah but let's also look at all the other things that we're messing up yeah let's not just look at carbon then yeah. go hey like because that's like this sustainability argument well let's sustain what we're doing fuck it let's not sustain what we're doing let's do a lot better well what is sustainability sustainability like? is if a we're fucking keeping... terrible word i don't want to sustain what we're doing now because we a funny are word, isn't it? ravaging and raping the earth if we, if we sustain what we've got now terrible. what does that look like we in are the future? ruined we're absolutely ruined are we living in bubbles like that movie wally mate we will mm. We'll be living Driving under a glass dome with giant carbon scrubbers everywhere yeah. going, whoa, carbon levels are low. Whoa, yeah. Gee, we're doing really well. There's, can't there's get no to the biodiversity. Ocean, We've can't got no... get out in nature. Nah, yeah. it'll be terrible. That's not, that's not, a, that's not how you want to live. Let's not aim to sustain what we're doing now. Yeah. Let's aim to move forward technologically better. Well, yeah. Let's look at things like nuclear. Like, yeah. you know, some people hate nuclear energy. Mm. Well, it doesn't generate any fucking carbon. Yeah. So let's start looking at it. And you go, okay, it generates some nuclear waste. So do the submarines that Australia's just about to build. 
I don't it, see people going. Well, some people go nuts about that, but the media generally is very. People are scared. Uh, people com- are scared of nuclear, aren't they? Well, they're scared of nuclear, but they don't seem to. The media narrative doesn't seem to be scared of these nuclear subs. It seems to be like, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, Australia is safeguarding yeah. our future in the Pacific region, and we need to, you know, project force, and we've got this. Uh, th- None of the media people are going, oh, geez, it's going to generate a bit of nuclear waste in the future. Mm. You know, I don't know how many subs we're building, but I assume it's several. I assume we wouldn't just build like one or two. Do you guys know how many subs we're getting in Australia? No must be a fleet. Must be 30? at least a dozen or something like that. Is that a guess? Build fucking 30 nuclear power stations. Mm. Build yeah. them really safe. World's best standard. Not crazy Chernobyl era... You know, well, and, that, and that's where a lot yeah. of the fear comes from. Is don't yeah. build it on a Three fucking, Mile Island, Chernobyl, don't, burn it on an, yeah. don't build Fukushima it on an earthquake even. zone. Don't build it right <laughs> next to where a fucking tidal wave is going to yeah. hit it. Put yeah. multiple sensors in place. They reckon it's essentially very, very, very safe. Yeah. Well, if you look at Chernobyl, the technology that we've got since that happened must yeah. be through the roof. They still had rotary phones back then. Oh, they were doing some. They were doing some wild experiment outside of their the parameters and doing something they weren't supposed to. That's right. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Surely our technology is better than. Yeah, and they're even talking now of because um, most of the uh, nuclear reactors that have been built around the world are all sort of um, custom built. Now they're talking about um, like modular uh, design, so it'll be the yep. exact same design. Everything will be the same, and and each reactor placed in various parts around the world. So if if something goes wrong with one. It will apply to all the other. You've got the others. Economy of scale, right? So you're not doing a clean sheet design for each one. You're going, this is our cookie cutter design. Yep. Bang, 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 bang. They're all exactly the same. If something goes wrong with one of them, we can then address that with with all the others because they're exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Which which makes sense to me. I mean, nuclear to me is is the answer to everything. You know, like at least for now. Yeah. I'm not saying like you'd do it forever. But, like, we do need to do better with, uh, like, I'm more worried about air pollution than I am specifically probably carbon, like diesel particulate. Yeah. You know, it's a known carcinogen. We know it's not it's good. not good for your health. Yeah. Terrible, right? If I had to breathe in either a little bit of CO2 or some diesel particulate, talking from a very selfish point of view, I'd go for the CO2 right now. It's not going to do anything to me. Yeah. We're yeah. breathing out 4% CO2 in this room right now. 4%. Yeah. Yeah. And we're worried about 0.04% in the atmosphere. Well, it's not going to kill us if it goes a bit higher. Massive... Uh, Diesel particulate or, you know, those, what do they call them? Like PM 2.5 sort of particles from different combustion. That's quite bad for us, right? Yeah. We know that. Well, mate, that's a good point you make. Um, when we're talking about pollutants and we're talking about air pollution, uh, 2021 um, Environmental Protection Authority in the US, they um, listed the greenhouse, em- greenhouse emissions by economic sector. Mm. And number one was transport at 28%. Yeah. Um, so there's you know your diesel emissions, Jonesy, your um, the transport, your, yeah. your cruise ships and yeah. stuff like that. Planes. Number two was electric power at twenty five percent, and underneath that was industry at twenty three. Now those two you can probably combine because a lot of electric, Which most two, electric Sorry, power, electric power and industry. Okay. Yep. So most electric power is used by industry compared oh, yeah. to yes. residential. Yep. So combine those two, that's 48%. So like a factory that's powered by electric and then it goes on to make its own pollutants sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yep. and, and powered pretty much 24-7. You know, it's not like, you know, we leave the house during the day to go to work and, and there's nothing really operating. These things operate 24 hours a day. Yeah. Um, number four was commercial residential at 13, uh, sorry, 3%. Oh, sorry, 13, 13%. Commercial residential. Commercial. So is that houses? Like pe- houses yep. that people live in? Commercial yep. residential. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So industry, you know, factories and stuff, commercial, like, you know, a shopping centre or oh, um, yep. like a, a grocery store or something, and residential. Agriculture was 10%. That was the lowest one. Mm. 
Uh, total emissions have decreased since 1990 amongst all those sectors. So they've decreased. Um, That's probably because we put a major highlight on them and said we need to reduce them, yeah. right? Is that what you But what, what I find interesting, though, is commercial and residential at number four at 13%. We're made to feel that we're the ones need to make the changes. You know, like we've got to buy the solar panels. We've got to change our light bulbs. We've yep. got to do this and op- operate things during the day to, to utilise our solar power. Well, I, I, and I, I don't work in, a, in an industry, but I'd like to know what um, what policies are being implemented at an industry level or at a, or at a major national transport level mm. to, to negate these pollutants. I'd say very few, mate. It seems like user pays these days. Like <laughs> the end user is the one that picks up the bill. Isn't yeah. that ridiculous? Like you, as the dirty consumer, yeah. if you're going to buy my dirty product, you're going to pay for it, Mr. Yeah. Dirty. I, fi- I find like, that so egregious. Indus- industry doesn't... Ridiculous, uh, hey. Yeah. Like you look at the big um, supermarkets and they go in... Would you like to? Would you like to put two dollars on the end of your pay or, or what you've just paid for your glo- groceries to offset your carbon? No. How about you do that? Yeah. yeah. Why do I pay for that? We, well, the groceries will have to go up. It's like Qantas just makes, uh, what was Qantas' last profit? Was it half a billion or yeah. something? It was quite a lot of money. Do you want to pay five extra dollars on your ticket to yeah, be green, carbon neutral? Yeah. And while we're talking about air pollution, on that list is not chemtrails. Mm. I'd like to know what sort of uh, effect on the environment and our air pollution chemtrails have because that is a known fact. Well, hang done, on, hang on. If, done, you're saying, if you're saying emissions have nothing to do with global warming... How can you suggest that chemtrails do and, and environmental change? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that um, pollutants or chemicals have no change on, on the on Oh, the I thought that's what you were saying earlier about emissions. I think we're just saying it might be overstated. With no, oh, I'm, right. I'm saying whole, whole particularly argument CO2. Oh, okay. I'm saying particularly, yeah, yeah. and as we've uh, said multiple times, CO2 is not the prime. The, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Bad guy here. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you look at all the aluminium um, particles oh, yeah, that yeah. are spread in, in chemtrails, um, amongst other metal metal oxides and all that sort of shit that they spray from the back of military aircraft in particular to change our weather. And, and let's is is that a major uh, um, cause of climate change? What they're doing with chemtrails, because they've admitted to that they want to block out the sun. They want to admit that, uh, reduce the sun's rays on the earth, and to do that, they can create a film of um, of metal alloy or metal oxides. Yeah, I got it here, Rue. So um, here's a Forbes article from 2021, January 2021. Um, so Bill Gates financially backing the development of some sun-dimming technology that will potentially reflect sunlight out of the Earth's atmosphere, triggering triggering a global cooling effect. So they're basically looking at, in the upper atmosphere, and this is backed by Harvard University scientists, they're aiming to examine uh, the solution of global warming by spraying non-toxic calcium carbonate dust into the atmosphere to reflect the sun. That sounds like a dystopian nightmare to me <laughs> because we do not understand what that's going to do. Oh, but it's non-toxic though, mate. It's like the Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns <laughs> blocks out the sun. <laughs> the sun is the centre of everything. Without the sun, everything on earth dies. Yeah. yeah. I don't want some evil genius. No, retract that. Some evil guy. <laughs> <laughs> Computer nerd. Excellent. Spraying some sort of calcium carbonate compound into our upper atmosphere. with no. We don't even know... 
like weather modeling, and we're going to get into this, I assume, is very imprecise. Everyone admits that. It's just a, a best guess. Yeah, it is. But it is so complicated, nobody can predict exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, we can predict the weather seven days out, whatever. But on a global scale, in terms of what's happening, we don't know. Because yeah. there's so many inputs. There's, as spoke about, there's ocean, there's cloud, People are, solar input. There's, yeah. um, there's obviously the, um, what do they call it? Anthropogenic uh, effect, you know, the human-made effect of our change on climate. There are so many different things, but the computer models really can't, even predict what's happening before you start doing crazy shit like spraying shit into the atmosphere. Like, is there a global vote on this or are they just going to do that? It's like, happening. I mean, it's happening, it, man. man. They're doing it. Look, oh, my it, God. I mean, it, that's terrifying. I think – is it better to call it cloud seeding than chemtrails? Because chemtrails chem these kind of sound like a bit of a conspiracy theorist. But if you look at cloud seeding – Cloud seeding is a nice term, isn't it? Because they're making nice fluffy clouds. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing shit. it they're starting tomorrow in penang to fill island dams that have got no water in them so if someone says to you cloud seeding that's bullshit mate it's, it's happening did you like, say that um there's a it's on the water corp western australian water corporation yes you can look up cloud seeding it's the process of artificially generating rain by implanting clouds with particles such as silver iodide crystals after extensive testing, the CSIRO has determined cloud seeding is unlikely to have much effect in Australia. Well, however, see, it's written there, right? There's a you're not you're not what? a crazy conspiracy theorist. It's however what? What does it say there? Oh, it said however it. We have no no, no idea what we have no it's idea. Un- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to take that on notice. Yeah. It's unlikely to be effective. <laughs> cloud seeding is usually carried out by sprinkling particles from a plane. Yep. Okay. I mean that's hundred percent going on. Yeah, but the, did the you US, see yeah. in Australia? Let's bring this back to you know because we're an Australian podcast. There was a big controversy about that going on in Tasmania, just before a giant weather front came in, and there was mass flooding. Mm. And there's like some inquest into like why the hell are we doing this? Why are we changing the weather patterns? Well, ahead of like a major front, which caused like some quite destructive floods. Mm. You, know, like, you know, and and we're also talking and you know talking Climate about manipulation. Um, well. Exactly, mate. And have you guys heard about the recent um, Bureau, Bureau of Meteorology? There's a bomb. couple of tricky words. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it the bomb, the Bureau of Meteorology. Uh, have you heard about what's going on with that mob? So obviously, you know, they, they've for many, many years taken temperature readings and, and, that's, and so on to, to provide us information on the temperature. Uh, at some point, they, um, they changed their uh, recording mechanisms from the traditional mercury thermometers to electric probes, electronic probes. Makes sense. But there, there is a, a difference. There's a differential between those readings. Um, so there's a, a, a difference of 0.75%. All right. Ooh. Now, that 0.75% is important because that's, a couple of that's around half of the 1.5% of global global warming alarmism. Okay, if we hit one point five percent global temperature increase, we're up the shit. Mm. So the difference here in the bomb measuring the probes. is these these recording apparatus is 0.75. But the thing was, they misled Australian Parliament and the public by not releasing that information. And so the, my question is, why would they want to retain this? It wasn't until 
a woman, I don't know her, her credentials or her name, uh, but she applied for a freedom of information. Fucking conspiracy theorist right there. Uh, <laughs> she applied for Anyone freedom of information. One of those. It was refused. They, they refused to give out the information. It went to a level higher. I didn't think they were allowed to do that. I yeah. thought F- FOI was... Mate, they did. Yeah. Uh, but it went to a level higher and they had to provide this information. Why they would want to keep that a secret, I don't know. And also, during the last um, summer that we had, 2022, 2023, in the New South Wales or Sydney um, Bureau, Bureau of Meteorology, they actually had um, a, a, a large, quite a large, say a metre by a metre um, silver panel reflecting off on, from the sun onto its temperature reading. And there was photo, photographic evidence of this. And, and when it was shared on... Um, like alternative media sites, it was very quickly removed. But that sat there for up to a few days before a photo was taken of it. Why would they want to reflect the sun's rays and increase its intensity via some sort of um, solar panel or reflective apparatus onto its temperature gauge? Yeah, mate, there's also an argument that I've heard uh, along uh, some, I don't want to call them deniers, but scientists with alternative views, and they're saying that (laughs) We've got all these weather stations all around the world, right, which all collect weather data, and then we get this, um, I think it's called like global mean temperature or something like that. They take all the data from all the stations around the world, they're all collecting all this stuff, and then they average it, and then they can get, you know, like an average global temperature, and then they can say it's going up, down, sideways, whatever. Well, there's some, <clears throat> I think, very valid theory which says that like, obviously these uh, weather stations and centres have been built some time ago, usually or often they're built in an urban space, yep. you know, close to a city, because it doesn't make a lot of sense to build one 500 kilometres away from a city. So they're going to be within some... Or at an some, airport, defence airport. Or at an airport. You yep. know, we've got one at our airport. Most airports have one, for example, and there's a number of others all around the place. Well, when you start urbanising and building, that actually sucks in and retains more heat and actually does uh, artificially manipulate the temperature reading. Like, you go and touch a road after a hot day, it remains hot for a while. Yep. Your house, after, you know, 30... All that stuff has a cumulative effect and it can actually change the temperature by a little bit. Definitely. Now, again, I'm not saying the temperature's changing. I think it is. But, you know. We didn't have any days in but mate, Perth over 40 this, this year. Yeah, no, and, we didn't. And, and, and look, I've got a couple of stats here, mate. And they happened in that, Sydney, didn't they? Get when you say the temperature is... Sydney was very mild this year. They didn't get above 30. Well, here we go. Yeah. Look, Sydney, 2022, the highest, highest temperature was 31.9 degrees. Mm-hmm. But their whole December of 2022, it did not exceed 30 degrees. Hmm. Uh, in Brisbane, the top of 18.3, the coldest day in October in 23 years. Yep. Uh, Australia's 2022-23 summer uh, was minus 0.5 degrees below a decade average. Yeah, right. so that's so quite significant, s- below a decade average. A decade yeah. average. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne had its coldest Easter this year, so only a, uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. since the 1920s. And it just so happened that later... In Later in the afternoon, it just ticked over by 0.1 of a degree. <laughs> so, but pretty much the so coldest. So maybe if they were using mercury, it might not have ticked over by <laughs> yeah, 0.1 exactly. of a degree. Yeah. Uh, in the US, uh, the Jackson Ski Resort in Wyoming, um, official snowiest 2022-23 winter season in recorded history. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, recorded snowfall across the USA. Ski resorts recording staggering snowfalls. The Mammoth Mountain in California recorded its snowiest winter in recorded history ever. So when we're saying that, and this is why they've changed the term global warming to climate, climate change, change, because the, clim- the global globe is not warming. You know, well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is warming a little bit. 
Yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah. And maybe that's the natural cycle, is but maybe what that's you're talking about. Yeah. Do, do you guys know in the seventies there was quite a concern about global cooling? Yeah, there was. Right. Yeah. And the globe did cool yeah. through the 70s, and they started saying, oh, it's all I the um, coal-fired power plants. They're reflecting the sun's energy because of all the particulate in the sky, and that's the cause of it, and doom and gloom. And by the way, global cooling is a much bigger threat to yeah. humanity than global warming is. Yeah, it's exactly. a much bigger threat. I'd yeah. rather be warm than cold. Yeah, but from a from a like sustainability, not yeah. sustainability, from a uh, ecological point of view, global right, cooling yeah, yeah. is much much worse. Yeah, yeah. Much yeah. Well, worse. things thrive when it's warm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, look exactly. at the dinosaurs when that big um, asteroid hit and it blocked out the sun. Everything just mm. went cold and died. Yeah. Mm. Not cockroaches. No, no, those little buggers, little fighters. <laughs> They're survivors. Yeah, you can step on those Be fuckers like and they'll still keep going, eh? Emit that black shit out yeah. the back, and you then can chop you their head off, <laughs> and their body will still be running around. Even their heads, just like the antennas, still flicking around. Mm. Hey, but how's this? Uh, looking at um, countries, polluting countries. So, who, what would you say would be your number one polluting country? China. Boom. China, thirty yeah. percent of all global emissions. Mm. That's 10, 10 million. Tons of CO of, of of global emissions. I'm not going to say CO two. Of global <laughs> emissions. Mm-hmm. Number two was USA, and that that's fourteen percent. USA, fourteen percent. So compared to thirty percent, so China so, is double. So, but per capita, because China has a lot bigger population yeah. than the states, yep. you would say the US yep. is the worst. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well. Yeah. So. Well, I don't five, know. Maybe Australia's worse. I don't know. Like well, let's look at the tonnage. So USA, five million tons um, of uh, global emissions. India was number three at two and a half million tons. So the states was more than India. Yep. Because India's got what's India now like one point three billion people or yeah. something. They got a lot, don't they? Yeah. Uh, then Russia and Japan. So it's interesting that China. I mean, do you call them a developing country? India is a developing country. Mm. You've got three countries there that I don't know. It just seems that the Western world are the ones that are getting hit with all the changes that need to be made. You know, we're the ones that are. You know, putting solar panels on in fields and, and, and wind farms and that sort of thing. And it's interesting that China refused the changes to the Paris Agreement. Yeah. Um, they've, they're increasing coal-fired um, coal power stations to by eight to every one that we close. Yeah. So they're building multiple coal-fired we'll coal. stations. Yeah. Uh, they've pro- how's this for a stat? China has produced 80 billion tonnes of CO2 emissions. So we're going back to CO2 emissions. Between 2013 and 2020, so in a seven-year period, 8 billion tonnes. Compare that, the UK produced 78 billion tonnes, but that's from 1750 to the year 2020. <laughs> I think that's where this climate alarmism comes, isn't it? It's people saying, like, we've got this exponential rise. It's not like this gradual, it's like we are ramping up hard, and if we keep going, like, maybe there's a problem. Like, maybe there is, I don't know. I, I don't know. How's Australia going? I don't think anyone really knows. But yeah, the other countries are doing whatever they want, is is what you're saying. Yeah. And they're, you know, we're the ones that are doing the right thing, so to speak. Mm. Well, are we? Well, are are we really? Well, probably not. But I'm driving on the road here and there's all bloody bogans with their diesel powered utes that had DPF deletes and puffing out soot everywhere. And like. Now, Now we've lost the bogan audience, mate. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, according to the... I'm uh, just going to try and ostracise every single demographic. <laughs> according to our CSIRO, um, a carbon audit in 2013, Dr Vanessa Havard from the CSIRO Marine and Atmosphere Research stated that on average 2.2 billion tonnes of CO2 are taken up by vegetation every year in Australia. Sequestered. 
So okay, yep. yep. So it's 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 drawn back in mm-hmm. from the atmosphere. Australians emit an average of four hundred eighty five million tons of CO two per year. So two point two billion tons of CO two is sucked back in mm-hmm. by vegetation. Four hundred eighty five million tons is what we release. Ah, so we're already more than carbon neutral, mate. We're carbon Senator Gerard, negative. Senator Jared Rennick said that at a Senate estimate that we are already at net zero. So let's stop worrying about carbon and start worrying about uh, the other forms of pollution. I'd be much happier with that. Yeah. Australian Department of Energy data shows that Australia is down 25% across all those economic sectors that I mentioned before uh, for emissions since 2007. Even if you throw the nuclear argument out the window, we've got a hell of a lot of natural gas in Australia. Yeah. Like we've got the Gorgon um, project, which uh, ships it in off the coast. We export a hell of a lot of LNG. My understanding is that burns reasonably clean. Yeah, like you can you can never alter that to not uh, emit CO two carbon. But in terms of emissions, it's quite a clean burning fuel. Yeah. I understand. And it's, don't it's we? It's not like a dirty old diesel truck or anything like that. We can clearly make vehicles that run on LNG. Yeah, I remember taxis for a long time. Exactly. You get an LNG did taxi. It. Yeah. Buses did it. The conversion was expensive. That's what turned people off. Yeah, but the but, actual. But once it was there, I mean, those things are very quite clean. Yeah. Yeah, um, but we ship most of it off to China, don't we? Our, our natural gas. Yeah, probably. Aren't they our biggest natural gas? Um, I would say so. Yeah, importers. Yeah, maybe Europe now because of the energy crosses over there with Russia. I don't know if they're getting a bit more. Or, but I mean, that seems like a clean energy. But you never yeah. hear about it. It seems to be on the decline. I remember every man and his dog. Yeah. Maybe ten years ago was converting to LPG. There was like government initiatives to do it, and they'd sort of like pretty much foot the bill. It was very cheap or quite cheap there for a while to, run, to run your vehicle yeah. on it. Um, and now it's just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Well, if we're really serious about saving the environment, not just freaking out about carbon, like why aren't we looking at stuff like this? Yeah. Like where's the political will to do that? Because you're not getting rid of cars. You're not getting rid of transport. You can't. You, you got to, like you said, think of a solution that's going to be a cleaner burning energy. Yeah. Well, we're looking at a world now where they're talking about you've got to have this global supply chain. They're saying like it's outdated to have a warehouse in your city which supplies you. We've got to look at this global supply chain. Well, if we're looking at a global supply chain, then we need transport. Yeah. If we need transport, then we need energy. You know, for now, like wind in the sun isn't getting it done. No. no. And even if it is, it seems like it's a finite resource. We've got all these, um, you know, rare earth elements and precious metals and stuff that go into it. Well, that stuff, I understand, is eventually going to run out. Mm. Like we've got to mine it. We've got to make these yeah. dirty, big, polluting mines, giant holes in the ground. And look at the environmental impact on them. Yeah. yeah so well, we can talk we can talk about that. Are we going to talk about net zero next episode or is that uh, cuz that is that What well, do you mean net zero? Well, renewables zero. and shit like that. Yeah. Well just in, well just that that point in general. Like that's a whole using topic alternative there. energy and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll even just jump into it now. Yeah. Well, okay, let's let's do it. So let's do it. that the the whole mining Thing or you know, <clears throat> if we want to be at net zero, mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's he's actually an Australian guy. He's called Dr. Simon Michau, M I C H A U X. He was in the mining industry here. Um, he now works for University of Finland or someone like that. But he's got a degree in physics. Uh, he then did a, a a diploma in explosives or something like that. Anyway, so he's he's. He's pretty big on this, you know, how how are we going to get to net zero? What, mm. what does that even look like? Yeah. If you wanted to get to net zero and you want to decouple from this carbon system, how are we going to do that? 
And if if your only solutions that are being put forward are these green renewables like solar and wind, you know, we don't like we don't like water. We don't you know hydro. Hydro. Right? You, you've got to move things around. You've got to move waterways. You've got to have powerful rivers, etc. So people don't like those. Geothermal only works in some spots. Like what does it look like to get to net zero just using wind and solar? And he's suggesting we need one point, sorry, two point one million new wind turbines and twenty seven point six billion new solar panels. Wow. To get to that point, we need to then mine. 4.5 billion tonnes of copper, and that is five times more than all of the copper that we know is there at the moment yeah, in the world. Yeah. So if, well. you look at, if you look at the Andes Mountains, they are, they are copper. There's a lot of copper in them. But to get, that, to get that copper out and the mining that it takes is so inefficient. We talk about steak, bacon wrapped in steak versus lettuce. This is the lettuce. This is, we've got to rip down the Andes Mountains to get enough carbon, sorry, enough copper to make these new solar panels. So in the 1800s, they were pulling chunks of copper out of deposits that were as big as a, a Volkswagen Beetle, right? Mm. Big chunks of copper. That's, that's efficient enough to get a few big things of them a big ore, you know, grind them down, whatever they need to do. But now we're getting these small chunks. The machines are cranking up. They're working harder. There's more grinding. You're getting all of this. Um, and we, you talk about the emissions from transport and stuff. When we look at renewables or, or green, uh, you know, it's green renewables like solar and wind, we don't, you don't factor in these things like how do we get the materials the transport that it takes those things aren't factored into admissions You're paying a massive price up front aren't you yeah yep. yeah and so I'm, look i'm not saying they're bad or solar solar on my house is great it reduced my energy costs it, it makes sense for me to have solar on my roof offsetting using the energy but the the grid but <clears throat> You know, if we're going to not have any fossil fuels or not, we talked about nuclear. If we're nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> if, we, if we're going to, um, if we're going to have, we need some other energy sources, yeah. and, and it seems like nuclear is is the way to go. But this guy was also saying that it that that it takes about twenty five years to get a nuclear power plant up and running, mm-hmm. and that, that's even if you know you don't have Mister Burns running it. <laughs> yeah. I'd- Look at the speed in which the Europeans have repositioned after this war with Ukraine and Russia and their energy crosses over there. I, I believe if the political will was there, we could get one going a lot quicker than that. Oh, that's and and he did suggest that, you know. Um, but yeah, people are worried about this. We're investing so much money in those renewables mm. for little return, basically. Yeah. That's what we're saying, isn't it? Yeah, and he's sort of asking this question: Well, how are we going to get there? Yeah, you know, we we can't just shut off fossil fuel like that, no. and and not maybe you want to have a graduated end to them, but but what does that look like? Two point one million wind turbines, and where do you put those? Yeah, so you've got to have the land, you've got to have the wind power to do that. 
And what what's the environmental impact of that? Well, because they kill a lot of birds. Ones. Yeah, they you know. I had a look at that because that was a, a concern to me. But before we look into that, just looking at the investment put into renewables, uh, the U.S. government between 20, 2009 and twenty fifteen invested one hundred and fifty billion in renewable energy. Um, subsidies in renewables like solar and wind have increased energy costs. So in California, from twenty eleven to twenty nineteen, uh, cost of solar panels and wind turbines have decreased. Yet energy costs are f- have increased by five times mm. uh, more than anywhere else in the USA. In Germany, who are who are massive leaders in renewables, they they had a real big push. Um, had a fifty percent increase in energy costs during two thousand and six and twenty eighteen, which was their period of, of of big renewable push. So for the investment that they're getting, I mean, solar and wind are, are it's intermittent um, energy sources, and well, there's no I, solar I, at night. I saw a figure they only produce electricity 10 to 30% of the time most of the year. So very unreliable, very inefficient. And when you talk about, like, we'll just, let's have a look at the impacts. So you just mentioned there, Jonesy, um, bird species uh, and bats killed by wind turbines. There's thousands of bat species now nearing extinction. Um, there's uh, birds, eagles, owls, hawks, kestrels, kites. There are uh, multitudes of those killed uh, every year. They reckon that even the bats are killed by the, the, the pressure uh, emitting from the blades of those things internally um, blows up their in- intestines. Wow. Yeah. So, so you're talking about sort of like the um, the pressure difference between the front and the back of the blade, sort of like what an airplane wing makes? Yes. Is that sort of, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I haven't looked into this at all. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Oh dear. Yeah. That in makes ca- sense, doesn't in, it? Yeah, yeah. In California, the largest solar panel um, farm is called the Ivan, Ivanpah. Uh IVA, I didn't quite get the spelling, but Ivan Parr is, is pronounced, Requ- uh, required wildlife to be literally picked up, put onto trucks and removed. <laughs> there were hundreds of desert tortoises removed and placed onto trucks and moved into ca- captivity. Most of them died. 6,000 birds in the US are killed every year by electrocution and they're set on fire by solar panels. They land on them. And they land on them. Mm. Red rooster. So, and what I, what I'd like to know is where are all your animal welfare activists and environmentalists um, now when all this shit goes on? So, are we being like we're destroying the environment to 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 protect global warming or, or yeah. change our energy? Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. it's just not. I reckon we're all in agreement there. We're so narrow in yeah. our focus. The only fucking thing you ever hear about on the media is all oh, carbon emissions. Good, yeah. yeah, get carbon, carbon. Yeah. Got to have like, solar. We've solar. these species yeah. of bats that now are Electric nearly cars. extinct. Yeah, yeah, we're Don't so hear about that. Yeah, we're very narrow, narrow yeah. minded, narrow focused. Uh, and, and again, like Jonesy said, it's a political thing. You can put a number on it. Everyone feels good. We all high five each other. Yeah. Hey, carbon. Yeah. Carbon neutral. The other thing. The other thing is you need, you need the f- the fossil fuel generation. The fossil fuels you need to make the solar and wind in production. Yeah. So you, you need the steak wrapped in bacon energy and oomph to make all these things in production. And using these finite elements, yeah, like you were saying, do, do, do we mine the whole Andes ranges yeah. in South America yeah. and absolutely destroy that whole part of the world in order to get enough copper? So and then we also need our lithium, our nickel, our cobalt, all those other things. That stuff's going to run out eventually. Well, that that's the other mind-blowing thing, so right? So we pillage and rape the earth maybe get a couple of generations full of it and then go, oh, that doesn't work. We haven't got it. So this this number that this doctor had come up with, 2.1 million new wind turbines, 26 billion, we need 
five times more of what we've got now. That is one generation. So wow. that's to make it go for 30 years. Wow. And then after 30 years, we need to find that number again. Wow. That, that to me, just blew my mind. I was like, that is yeah. crazy. You can find this. It's a thousand-page document. I actually listened to a podcast on it called Decouple, which is trying to get or find solutions. So we talk about young people being scared into, uh, you, you know, what's the future look like? There are young people doing good things and this decouple. Definitely. You know, I think they'll come up with some solutions and it's not all doom and gloom. There is there is things going on, but we need to change the viewpoint and this, this decouple um, podcast – this guy was a guest on it. Was really really good. So if anyone's really interested in it, um, they he, you know, they go into how, how are we going to decouple or get away from the fossil fuel system and and this carbon cycle that we always talk about. So yeah, it really r- quite interesting. He he also talked about you know this nuclear building. People are worried about a Chernobyl or a Three Mile Island, mm. and we haven't really fully develop that technology like we should have and come up with solutions. So like a, a Gen 3, Gen 4 nuclear reactor, you'll be able to then use the waste from the previous yeah, reactors. Yeah, I've read something about that, mate. Yeah, so... Mm. And apparently so it'll be, you know, the waste will be the size of a pen. Yeah. yeah. And and that, and that waste generally uh, erodes away around 100 years you know, and so 100 years when we're talking about all this sort of stuff is yeah. m- is minuscule really when you're talking about something that's the size of a pen that can be stored underground. And possibly and monitored And monitored. I've and then that. Because don't they only use like 5% of the energy from the nuclear fuel or something like that? So yeah. you could potentially even dig it up and reuse, reuse it. it. Yeah. Well, technology gets yeah, better. We're talking about when doing. tech gets better, yeah. 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 That's what they're talking about doing. I think yeah. nuclear is um, something that we really need to look at. And I was having a look yeah. at... Um, like you want to talk about energy density, I'm pretty sure nuclear is right yeah. there, isn't it? Like that's Man. steak wrapped yeah. in yeah. lard, wrapped in bacon, <laughs> wrapped in butter, wrapped yeah. in cream. But everyone's worried, aren't they? You know, you, you get those... You see those, you look at the Simpsons, we've referenced them again, but, you know, the, the tubs of the four-by-four-gallon four drum of that toxic sludge waste and you're thinking... <laughs> Mr. Burns should, hiding it in a tree yeah, in the yeah, children's yeah. park. And, and then, you know, the three-eyed fish. children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Um, well, it's twice as... Um, it produces twice as much electricity um, hmm. for less dollars. Yeah. We want solutions. Well, here's one of them. Well, let's go yeah. down a, a very small conspiracy rabbit hole here. Do the powers that be, whoever that may be, not want us to have cheap energy. Probably. They have then the power, don't they? Yeah, well, like if you sort of impoverish people and put them back and keep them battling and energy is expensive and it's hard to get ahead, is that more beneficial? Yeah. You know, maybe we need to make 15-minute cities and we can never travel. And Yeah. Well, you control uh, energy and food. You control the world, mate. You control the people, don't you? Yeah, I mean... You'll own nothing. You know, maybe if we have a really sophisticated um, hybrid system of predominantly nuclear and then we've got some renewables in there as well or something like that, maybe we can afford to fly jets around the world and still travel the world. There you go. Because we get new technology. We make cleaner jets. I'm I'm sure, uh, you know, let's say aviation must be a small snippet of global pollution. Um, Yeah, it could be high. There's a lot of planes in the air, but, I mean, in terms of the coal fire fire plant that's you know the thousands of them that are burning in china or whatever yeah well airplane maybe we can find with with technological advance um and uh, like a shift away 
maybe we can find a way forward where we're not emitting as much carbon and we can slowly taper over the years. Yep. I mean, we haven't seen this climate emerge yet, really. Like I keep getting told every year, this year's going to be the worst year. We're going to have more storms, more bushfires. You know, it doesn't really seem to be eventuating. Seems um, a cyclic thing. But I actually reckon that a lot of the feeling is going around the world. There's a consensus now that this, what we're doing isn't really working. Like all this mm. alternative uh, renewable energy, it's the, the cost is outweighing the benefits. And yeah, I think and that's, that's slowly being realised. Yeah. By the time it's going to be cost sort of uh, effective, Prohibitive, we're going to yeah. run out of the bloody materials to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got no lithium left. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. What are we going to do? Let's dig up another mountain range. Yep. Well, and and lithium is really hard to recycle. So once yeah. it's done, I'm and, and I'm sure there are people coming up with solutions and people that they're very smart people. Of course, but recyclability of copper, you can you can only only about thirty percent is recoverable from from these things. So, right. yeah. unfortunately, with lithium batteries and all that, they'll end up like most of our other electronic devices. Like you know, you see these big plasma TV screens. There's piles of them dumped in certain African countries. Cheaper to get a new one. They just yeah. dumped. They're, all our electrical appliances are dumped, and that, that's what happen with, that's what will happen with lithium batteries. I, I would expect. Like, what else do you do with them? They're then in then the you've ground. got then. Unfortunately, poorer countries will then go to those things and 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 um, like take them apart for their mi- for their parts and components and and certain minerals Breaking in there that they can uh, reuse, which then um, exposes them to uh, hazardous um, contamination by, yeah. by 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 doing it by doing that. Um, and then you've got environmental degradation as well by just storing that shit, which is loaded full of all these this these processed mined minerals. Man, have you seen those images of like the poor African women on those cobalt mines, mate, carrying is, a little one-year-old baby on their back? Have you seen the little like seven-year-olds with a bag of cobalt or whatever he's they're mining there you know, on his shoulders, getting pushed around by like adults? And we're all fucking high-fiving ourselves because we're driving an electric car. Man. And, hey, man, I'm saving the planet. Mate, there's I, thousands I, of people in there. Like, yeah, thousands. maybe you are. Maybe you are emitting less carbon. Mate, I had a good um, look at EVs. So, so did I. Me and the missus yeah. were quite keen on buying one. I've just lost my appetite for it now because I oh, can't. Oh, mate, I'm not, look, I didn't look at into it as to buy one. I refuse and I just yeah. I, I sort of look, look down upon people that have bought one <laughs> because I just think it's virtue signalling, mate. I yeah. think if that person really considered where that vehicle come from and the battery that they're charging every night in their driveway that come from and the human misery that come from that, yeah, I, I wouldn't buy one. I mean, uh, mate, we're all guilty because we're all new with mobile phones. Yeah, exactly same right. Thing on a smaller scale. smaller scale. Lithium, lithium's different to the cobalt. Oh, lithium's different. I mean, we mine a lot of lithium in Western Australia, and I wouldn't we, say that the uh, guys in WA are doing it too hard. And forty percent of, of <laughs> all the lithium in the world comes from green bushes in WA. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I don't think all so of the stuff involved in it. We're better. We're better than people that are driving EVs. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, and Joe Rogan interviews um, a guy who uh, infiltrated one of these mines in the Congo, a lithium or cobalt mine, uh, and he actually risked his life to do so because yeah. these these are heavily guarded by, um, well, they're, they're run by Chinese-owned industry uh, and they're heavily guarded so that no one gets in there. But he did get in and he got footage. And during that interview with Rogan, he's actually nearly brought to tears and he's written a book about it. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, but find that podcast on Rogan, and it, it's quite a moving um, discussion that he has. And he, do you remember his name? I can't, mate. It's a, an Indian name. I think he's an Indian, an Indian name. But he's he, like he doesn't speak Indian. He's American. Um, 
but he was yeah he got footage of well, he he explains how nine year old boys will go down to the very lowest tunnels to mine this shit. There's no um, breathing apparatus. Nah, there's no yeah. breathing protection. They're inhaling all this dust, and then often the, those mines will just collapse. Collapse. Yeah. So these kids suffer or, or suffocate um, underground, yep. uh, never to return. All that individual harm done during that mining process is in then compounded to the the landscape. They reckon that the villages nearby those mines are then destitute. Their, their, their land has been so raped and pillaged, there's nothing there for them to, to live a sustainable life from. So they have to migrate out of those areas to different areas. It's just, it is an absolute travesty about lithium mining and what goes yeah. into these batteries. This goes back to my point about, like, do they not want us to have cheap, relatively clean energy in the form of nuclear? They can charge a fortune for these electric cars and batteries and they've got a very finite life. You know, a battery lasts, what, maybe seven or ten, ten years now. Then what do you do with it? Then it's thrown away. You know, maybe they try and recycle some of it, whatever. But, yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. Sidharf Kara was his name. Yeah. I'm going to listen to that. you find Did you find the date of, sorry, mate. Yep. Yep. Sorry. What episode it was? Episode number. I can find that for you. Okay. But, um, yeah. Like, is it just big? In, is it just? <laughs> 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 is it just big industry driving all this to make money? It is, mate. Is it? Is yeah. it at the crux of all of this, destroying the planet, all the stuff we're doing? Is it just the financial system and the big fat cats trying to make money? I reckon. I reckon, mate. Every, every single person. About I'm, I'm a very average man. I'm not rich. Yeah. I'm not poor. I'm rich in the terms of the global scale. We all are. But every single person I meet, no one wants to see the planet get destroyed. Everyone at heart is some sort of environmentalist yep. or at least likes to see, you know, everyone appreciates a pristine forest, a pristine beach. And we don't really see, obviously, the cataclysmic things that happen over in Africa and Asia and that sort of thing. But, like, is it just big financial institutions and big fat cats driving this lust for profit? At, well, that, that's at, what at differentiates you, Smithy, and, and, us, and us from other human beings that are driven by money and power we aren't we we're a different human being mate i, I believe that these people who are your oligarchs your, your billionaires all they give a fuck about is making more money and having more power they don't right. give a fuck about the environment you saw it during the whole vaccine thing the money they made off that and there was definitely um confirmed reports of people dying or being injured they didn't give a fuck about that yeah and that, that that's the type of human that they are. What did they say in, over, over the last two years? So the, obviously the pandemic period, more billionaires made in the history of man or something like that? It was that. the biggest transfer of wealth <laughs> in and human and history. 300,000 new Western families thrust into poverty. So yeah. we're seeing that divide. Yeah. But going back on the yeah. e electric anyway, vehicles, yeah. like those people that are driving around their Teslas, you're not emitting emissions, which makes you feel great. You know, there's no emissions coming out of the back of your car. Yeah. But the emissions are happening in another part of that vehicle's life, and that yes. is the, the maintenance, the yep. mining of those minerals. Mm. So you have to mine 500,000 pounds of materials to make a single 1,000-pound battery. Mm. It takes 100 to 300 barrels of oil to make a battery that can hold one barrel of oil's equivalent energy. So just going mm. back to what you're saying with the, did you say 500,000 pounds to make a 1,000? Does a car yes. have like a 1,000 pound battery? Is that the equivalent of one car or? 
Because what's a thousand pounds like four hundred kilos or something, or is that just a? That's just a. Okay, yeah, that's, that's just right. a. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get I don't think. Yeah, I don't think a car would because they're quite heavy, aren't they? The, battery. the battery. The batteries are quite heavy. I think yeah. is that right? And they're, they're they very weigh several um, hundred kilos. Old. Yeah, I think so. Maybe close. I'm not sure, mate, but they're yeah. very. Um, uh, what's the word when something's not stable? Um, Unstable. <laughs> <laughs> They are very <laughs> unstable <laughs> in the way that they can um, explode. Oh yeah. Uh, have you seen oh, that? And, and I've just done a course um, on some on some fire safety on on the dangers of these things going off, and you, you can't put them out. Basically, no. what they've tried to do. So if 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 these batteries are pierced um, by some some um, a crash impact, a crash whatever, impact, yeah. whatever that will initiate uh, an unsettling of the, whatever all the the, uh, the minerals inside. It will slowly emit a black and white gas. That's all. That's not a smoke. That's all the pollutants of the minerals slowly seeping out in the in a gaseous form. Mm. Then that will combust. And then when that combusts, that whole battery because it comes in cells. So say there's like five cells all lined up in a row. So say one cell is punctured and that emits. Um, uh, goes on fire that will then heat up the other ones to the point that they will charge and you can't put them out so basically you have to try to get water into that whole battery capsule mm-hmm. and to envelop every battery in itself and drown it out basically and even still that's not or let it burn out it's very hard to do isn't that's it? that's what they reckon you got to do yeah. just let the fucker burn because they're using hundred thousand liters of water to put out cars yeah so in in europe they've got it's essentially a garbage truck with a yeah. crane on it. Have yeah. you seen these things? Yeah. And they pick the car that's up on mm. fire and it's like a pool of water. A bit like the Simpsons when they used to drive around that. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> In the summer? Simpsons, man. I know. <laughs> anyway. They got it all covered. So, so, yeah, they pick the crane up, the, the car's on fire, and they drop it in this big garbage truck of water and just submerge it. Yep. Yeah. And then even then, after that, they take them out, they catch fire in wherever they're storing them. So it could be a month later. This chemical process that's going on that's caused the initial fire slowly, slowly, slowly over a month and they can catch fire in a month's time. And, but how, how would you be if you invested in this business thinking, hey, this is a fucking great business, I'll invest all my superannuation into this. You can't actually get rid of the water because the water now is so heavily toxic that no one will take it from you because mm-hmm. they don't know how to get rid of it. Nobody knows what to do with it. Yeah, so these poor fucking, this guy with a sea container full of toxic water doesn't know what to do with it. Is, is that what happens? Yeah. They can't get rid of the they water. They can't get either. rid of the water. Because right. I know that because that, these EV vehicles, when they catch on fire, they really they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. So, so they're the, coming up with these different solutions, and well, one of them was this dump truck. I didn't yep. realize that the, you couldn't get rid of the water. No, you can't get rid of the yeah. water. And there is one vehicle company now. I'm not quite sure who it is. That will actually, if the if the battery compartment is um, compromised, it will just actually drop That's out right. of the bottom of yeah. the car. The te- Teslas are doing that. Are they? Yeah. So then firefighters <laughs> can... Um, so the battery will jettison in a crash. And it's happened... Sort of. There's a vo- yeah. there's yeah. another... Like disconnect the car kind of Yes. Thing. If it's yeah. on fail. Yeah, it's a, yeah. bit, it's yeah. a bit like an um, airbag. When the airbag hits, boom, yeah. it yep. goes off. Yeah. So there's... I don't know if you've seen the video of it. Um, the, the car hits something and is elevated. And when it's elevated, it jettisons the batteries out. And the batteries no go flying and this car's in the air, lands. Some poor bugger's walking his dog down on the footpath. Getting waxed <laughs> yeah, by. Flying several hundred kilo battery. Which have had have been <laughs> impacted and they could catch oh, fire. Man. So the solutions, you know, the the problem is creating, or the solution to the problem is creating more problems. Yeah. And, that, and let's not talk about the pollution of those batteries once they're dead. 
Like or once pierced, they even run yeah. out of their life, their lifespan, what do we yeah. do with them all? Well, we can't recycle them. Yeah. I, I saw somewhere that um, plans to manufacture enough batteries for electric vehicles will increase mining demand, and I think you might have touched on this earlier, Jonesy, of cobalt, zinc, lithium, cadmium by 400 to 4,000%. And it does not exist that amount of minerals or mining capacity to make those that many batteries. So, and I just, um, I was listening to uh, Dell Bigtree and um, the Jackson Report. They've got some, um, uh, they were discussing that Joe Biden, has, his government have just uh, announced that by 2032, 67% of all vehicles on American roads will be electric. 60, 60, 67%. 67%. Oh, 67%. 67% wow. will be so that's 2032. So that's 10, ten years. 10 years. In 10 Nine years. years. Yeah. So do you think in 10 years' time, your average Joe Blow, working class citizen like us, is going to have the money to invest in, unless they bring the cost down dramatically mm. in 10 years? But how are they going to do that with all that comes exactly from right. the in, mining? In, I talked about that giant piece of copper in the 1800s. Yeah. Maybe with that. But now we're mining small deposits and what what is 55, 550 tons or something to get 100 tons of... 500,000 pounds of materials. To get... To make a single 1,000 pound battery. There you go. Well, plus, are we going to have really green energy that powers these cars? Exactly like right, you get mate. home and you plug your car into your mains outlet to charge Where's it. Where's electricity coming from? Well, is that going to be pure green energy that doesn't create CO2? Or is this going to rob and Peter to pay Paul? It's like that great photo I saw of the electric bus in, uh, I can't remember the city, and it had its electric charger plugged into a diesel um, generator. <laughs> <laughs> like, but this is the concept that we're talking about. Save the planet, boys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Guess they're up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the concept we're talking about. So people with their EVs are happy when they drive home and they plug their thing into their, uh, their um, electric power. And obviously they're using some of their solar yeah. panels that have, but I don't know where they're storing their power from because if they come home at, at night and they're plugging their, their car into their power, they're not using their solar unless they've got a battery or a, a inverter. or a Well, like the a battery storage in houses is another issue, isn't it? Because people back into them when they're in their garage yeah. and they catch fire because yeah. they're the same thing. Yeah. Um, so now I think by law you have to have bollards around them. You do. Um, yep. People, mm. you know, the... The tow ball from your car pierces these things when you back well, in. You're and that's an where most are, are and then located you, in in in, a in the car. Garage. Yeah, in yeah. The, sorry, in the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, another crazy. Okay, all of these flow-on effects of these things we don't really think about or talk about or just narrow-minded, aren't we? No, so that's na- why so narrow-minded. Nobody really knows, almost, do they? Almost arrogant. It hasn't it's been like, carefully yeah, thought out. I can solve out. this. It's like no, you can't. Yeah, you'll you'll make a lot of money out of it. So the yeah. power you're developing technology and you're developing a finite resource. Finite resources like the key to making a lot of money. Yeah. Not much of this. You better get in now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. Well, we yeah. T- yeah, we talk about renewables, but the, re- it, the solar and wind is renewable. Well, like, how, do you, how do you renew lithium? Cobalt. Cobalt. How, how, do you, how do you renew that? Copper. You, you can't, that, well, that's a find, finite resource. Are going to find another planet? We're going to start mining meteors? Mm. Do they have? <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I, think I the, talk um, about this with my wife and I'm, you know, I get a bit down. And I'm like, well, what's the solution? Well, I think the solution is to really make great technology with like, – I haven't looked into what you're saying about um, fossil fuels sort of renewing as fast as using them or whatever, like being you know less of a fight resource than we think of. But if that is the case, I'm sure we can really clean up emissions. Um, what, can I, what can I do, though, as an individual, fuel. you know? 
you don't want to you don't want to be all doom and gloom and just throw no. your hands up and go, well, there's nothing we can do about it. And what what can I do as a as a human being individually yeah. when you talk about well, you know the, the the commercial and residential emissions okay. are low. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the so, global scale. So if if the push is to get electric vehicles and all our transport is electric, electric, right? Uh, I even heard some strange concept that it was going to be an electric aircraft. powered aircraft. Fuck yeah. if I'm getting on that. Mate, so, imagine one of those bad boys catching on fire. Mate, they're already th- they're already there, aren't they? Yeah, that there are some in the US. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah there are some light aircraft that are electric. Little if they want us to have electric ones. vehicles, I'm all cool with that. But like you just said, Smitty, where are we charging it from? And I think the answer to that is. If we need electricity to charge these things, it's just got to be nuclear-generated electricity. Mm. It's, tw- it's power 24-7. As I said before, it um, produces like twice as much electricity for less dollars. So yeah, energy costs are going to come down. I think the lifespan of them is quite long too, isn't it? Of Like once you've got that nuclear fuel in place, I think it, it works for a, quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a coal plant. You're continuously pouring coal into it. Like you've sort of got your nuclear fuel rods. I yes. think they've got quite a long lifespan. Yep. yep. Um, Inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> so <laughs> you're right trust. there, Smitty. So <laughs> what you're saying there, mate, and I read somewhere, materials to manufacture solar panels require 17 times more materials than a nuclear plant. Yeah. So we're looking at stuff like um, concrete, you know, steel, glass, that sort of thing. You've got an increase in mining of the land to get all the materials for your solar panels and for your, your wind farms. Um the, the, the safety, there was a, a Lancet study in 20, 2007 uh, called the Electricity Generation and Health, and they showed that nuclear had it, had the least deaths from air pollution or accidents during production compared to coal, petroleum, or natural gas. Yep. So it's, it's obviously safe, safe to, to, to work with, um, and I guess it's just the environmental impacts. Uh, uranium fuel, as you mentioned before, Smitty, is dense. They reckon a, a Rubik's Cube-sized uranium fuel can supply as much energy as you need for your lifetime. A Rubik's Cube size. <laughs> huh? That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So ha- consider the, the, the less land footprint or the mining footprint that you're leaving for that. That Ivanpah Solar Farm, that solar panel farm that I mentioned earlier in, in the US, it's in California, I think, that uses 450 times more land than a nuclear plant. And you would need 17 times more Ivanpah solar f- farms to yield the same amount of power as a nuclear facility. And they also don't work when it's cloudy or it's nighttime. Exactly, and they are less reliable. Yeah. Nuclear is the answer, man. How do, yeah, how do you get people to come around to that? They're, they're obviously scared of y- your Fukushima, your Chernobyl, yeah, Fremile Island. Definitely, mate, yeah. So, yeah. And it's just education, maybe, isn't yeah, it, mate? Maybe times have changed. You know, technology is better. We are 30 years. Is it, how, when was Chernobyl? 90. Oh, in the 80s, I think. 80s, was it? Yeah. Well, I think France are the leaders, mate. France produced two times more electricity from clean energy sources than Germany, right? So Germany have gone full into renewables. Oh, sorry, clean. So France, 91%. Of their electricity from clean sources, Germany forty six percent. Because I think France have something like seventy five percent nuclear. Is that right? France pays less than two times the cost for energy than Germany. So France pays sixteen cents per kilowatt versus Germany paying thirty cents per kilowatt. What do we pay over here? Do you guys know? I'm not sure, but uh, the answer to that uh, is spot on, Smitty. Uh, no, France receives seventy five percent of it of seventy five percent of its electricity. From nuclear power. Don't hear of a lot of um, nuclear explosions over in France, do you? No. no. And I guess their facilities are probably 
more modern, more well tamed. There must be really strict regulations on them. Yeah, I don't know, but Lenny and Carla supervisors. <laughs> <laughs> Home but to me, eat donuts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the frogs. There's a pecking bird <laughs> clicking on the one of those water drinking birds. Yeah. But maybe, Fuck. maybe the solution is then people. Someone's got to be an innovator, and maybe that's France. And we look at France. Yeah. In five years, wow, look what they're doing. Yeah, okay, so we need to, to get French on board. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, we maybe countries like. The US need to be the leaders in well, this, you know. I, yeah. mean, I mean, the US do, do have some the nuclear power. Don't they do. They? Yeah. yeah, we've got one, right? Everything in Sydney. Uh, I don't think it generates power. I think it's for like medical irradiation and um, testing and stuff like that. I don't. Right. I don't think like it's it, power. Yeah, is it a is it CSIRO one? Maybe. Yeah, I have. Or, heard, or is it um, army or government or something? I have yeah, anyway. heard whispers somewhere that the Australian government is looking at um, nuclear energy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think know. Uh, I think off. Malcolm Roberts is a big proponent of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it seems to be Others. those senators that, um, whether you look at them as conspiracy theorists or not, alternative Alton, thinkers, Rennick, yeah. um, Pauline Hanson. And then once again, the other politicians just say, "Oh, look at these crazy idiots! Oh, they're talking about nuclear. Look at these idiots!" Yeah. And you go, "Well, have you looked into? Have you done?" Yeah, and maybe they have, like Smith was talking about. Maybe they've looked at it and go, "Well, this yeah. is the way to control the population, and, and keep I power." I suppose we're not at that desperate state yet. I mean, our energy costs haven't gone through the roof yeah. like the US and like Europe. Well, because we're a rich nation of resources, aren't we? Yeah. You know, we've got that natural gas. We've got yeah. But uranium. if you believe the Greta Thunbergs <laughs> of the world and everything, we are at that stage. If you look at it, Smithy, from a, how dare you? If you look at it from a clean point of view. And carbon is going to be the death of us all, and we're going to have this catastrophic tipping point we get to, and the whole world's just going to catch on fire, and we're going to be, you know, boiling hot all the time, and the seas are going to rise. Well, then there's your argument again for nuclear, because it's not going to generate any CO2. Yeah. It generates water vapor. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a CO2 gas, um, greenhouse gas. Yeah. Water vapor. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, maybe oil companies. They've invested largely in renewables like wind and solar, so maybe they're the um, the, the roadblock at the moment. Because well, it's finite, isn't it? They want another finite thing that mm-hmm. they can, you know, like we've been running out of oil. I remember as a kid in the 90s, man, we're running out of oil. oil the world's going to run out of oil soon. Do you remember that? When well, you remember were kid 12, in the 90s? Ye- 12 yeah. 13 years ago, there was an oil crisis. We were done. Crisis, there was we're no done with oil. oil. And, and they're like, we got more fucking oil than ever, baby. Let's all enjoy some oil. Rabbit out like, of a hat. We got more oil. Where'd <laughs> hey. that come from? Hey. Oh, yeah, we drilled it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we found it. <laughs> It's there. It's the Big second surprise. second biggest uh, liquid in the world. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're not gonna. There's not gonna be those things, though, is there? There's not gonna be a rabbit out of the hat. More oil, just oh shit, we mm. found enough copper. Let's build all these yeah. solar so, panels. So circling right back, what do we do? Yeah. Well, as an individual, I'd Us like three, to know what, what do we do to save the world? Yeah. Environmentally I'm, speaking, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty big on it. Like I'm, yeah, you I'm know, huge on it. I'm, I was. Yeah. Just, Separating the recycles and yep. plastics and, you know, collecting the cans and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. does that make an impact? I don't know. I'm going to keep doing it. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm, it a makes huge, I'm a huge fan of the whole, uh, like, think global, act local, but yeah. sometimes you feel like you're banging your head against a wall. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what um, you think about, well, you know, if we're not going to look at these things, throw your hands in the air and go, what's the point? Or yeah. do you just, you barrel on, you do you do what you, you keep doing, you know? I, yeah. I feel good about having solar on the roof maybe that's a bit of virtue signaling isn't it you know like what we're talking about but like i feel like maybe your political choices are the biggest way you can impact 
yeah. global yeah. Um, situation. Or know, getting let, the word your, out and doing the research. Let your politicians and, know yeah. um, that you would be in favour of investigating some alternatives like nuclear or... Yeah. I mean, hydrogen was the other one that was supposedly yeah. pretty good. I don't yeah. know if you guys... We mm. had those hydrogen-powered buses in Perth yeah. a while back. There's yeah. six hydrogen-powered cars around the country. Hydrogen... From Toyota, I think, got them out there on an experiment. Fuel cell. I mean, the only byproduct of running a hydrogen cell is water. Water, yeah. yeah. Water, wasn't water, Twiggy Forrester a big... Um, wasn't he investing massively in those big hydrogens um, I hope, I hope batteries? So, I hope so. Mm. Uh, and I mean, the best thing about hydrogen is it's the, it's the most um, common element in the universe. Yeah. Number one on the periodic table. Well, this right. it's, it's fairly you're not, big. You're not going to run out of hydrogen. Mm. It's fairly big in the US, right? I don't know, mate. Because yeah, they've got sure. hydrogen fuel farms and you can fill your car up. Is it volatile? That's the word I was looking for. It's extreme. Oh, oh, yeah, it's it's extremely it's Hindenburg. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Hindenburg ruined it for us. <laughs> <those> yeah. <fuckers. laughs> well, there again, there's you know, the old nuclear uh, scare tactic. You know, yeah. I mean, past I mean, history. Petrol's pretty fucking volatile. Yeah. 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 A gas tank full of petrol in your car. Yeah. You don't think about that, do you? No, you don't. Yeah, that stuff burns. Yeah, sure oh, does. I, I don't know. It does. That natural gas. Yeah, burns, you know. I think yeah. it's a good point, James. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it burns, think, baby. Um, as an individual, I'm not concerned about CO2 emissions as such. I'm concerned about uh, water pollution, uh, mm. air pollution. Like I'll go to the uh, beach and I'll pick up ocean, yeah, ocean plastic. Yeah, yep. And maybe that is me feeling good about myself. Yeah. Or maybe it's, maybe it's not a turtle ending up with rope around its neck. I don't know. Yeah. Like. I think as humans, we, we have a, uh, a duty to try to live more harmoniously with the world Definitely. and be less, less mechanised uh, yep. and be more yep. natural. Um, and that, that's my personal, um, my personal goal, yeah. to live more harmoniously with yeah. my planet. Yeah. Um, but there are modern conveniences that I will also indulge in that I will try to limit yeah. or reduce it. I just think though, I don't, I don't want to end this a negative thing, and it should no. be negative because no. there are many smart people out there doing a lot of good work yep. to to make to harmonise humans with our planet, and I think yep. that's the secret. It's not all about making money and bringing in all these policies and cars and electric vehicles, whatever. It's just about making humans more aware of the harmonisation with the planet. Yeah, yeah, and and having uh, we talked about it right at the start of not. Not being focused on emissions and carbon, but focusing on the plethora of different issues that there is, you know, wetland degradation, plastics in the ocean, pollution, toxins, glyphosate, you know, all those kind of things. And, you know, I mean, I I haven't used, I haven't used, and I have have in the past, you, you, you know, you do what you do until you know better, right? So, you know, I'm spraying glyphosate all over my weeds. I haven't done that for 10 years probably, you know. I handpick the clover out of my lawn. Yep. And, I mean, is one man doing that enough? I don't know. But, you know, you feel – I feel better about yep. knowing what I know and not, like you say, m- living more harmoniously and doing something. Doing a little, I don't know. little, doing a little bit. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I reckon uh, we've got to reconnect a little bit more with nature. Mm. And, and we've also – We've almost got to make these changes out of a love and a connection with nature rather than fear of carbon dioxide. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't be fucking scared of this gas that you can't see, you can't smell, you can't taste. Very hard to quantify unless you've got scientific equipment. It's heavier than yeah. Just uh, <laughs> There you go. You know, let's just uh, like reconnect with nature, have a love of nature and do make our change out of that rather yeah. than out of fear. Yeah. You know, we're very and fearful at the moment. Yeah, yeah. and, and to, the, to the young people, if my kids ever listen to this, which they probably won't, but... 
don't they be, should don't be scared <laughs> of your future of, of the earth's future the earth is going to be around a long long time mm. and i think as humans we underestimate the power of nature and we we overestimate our our power and influence and i think we always try to influence things and control things we, always, yeah. we try to control viruses and bacteria we try to control weather <laughs> we try to control all these things that don't need to be controlled yeah, but yeah. to young younger generations don't panic. Don't think the world's going to end because this is just a. Well, the world won't end. The world won't end. But even humans, humans, humans are no, no. Humans are very, very adaptable creatures. And They're we cockroaches. Have, we have seen. We yeah, some of us are. <laughs> we have survived as as a species many, many environmental um, impacts, and we will keep on surviving them. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I f- I feel that about the planet. The planet will go on. Yeah. Forever, yeah. it'll go on longer than we are alive, and there yeah, may be a course. There may be an extinction. There may be, what you know, whatever killed the dinosaurs. That might that it might happen. Yeah, I don't know. But sometimes I feel like if we keep going, how we're going, we have uh, to make some changes. Yeah, as a society. Yeah, yeah. But we are incredibly resilient. Like we've yeah, got oh, people yeah. living in every part of the world, from the Sahara Desert right up to the yeah. Arctic Circle. Yeah. yeah, we've got people living there. Clearly, it can be done. Yeah, you know, there are challenges, but we can overcome many challenges. Mm. Yeah, we've just got to get away from this uh, like greedy, sort of egotistical desire to just control nature and destroy everything. We've got to just live a bit more with, that, yeah. with nature. Yeah. You know, maybe grow a bit of food yourself rather than getting it shipped in from Woolies who buy it from the United States. Or exactly, you know, every time you go and buy lemons from the supermarket, it's usually like product of USA. Yeah. Oh, fuck, surely we can grow lemons in Australia. I could grow. Yeah. I could walk down my street, and up and lemons. down my street, and find ten houses with lemons. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how you. Yeah, and if they're not there, you don't have them. And maybe support yeah. some. Yeah. Maybe support some local companies. Yeah, where the supply chain isn't coming from halfway across the world. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe and support and consider, your local guy. Pay him ten bucks extra. Yeah, for consider, a product. Consider Smithy those lemons from the USA. All the and we looked at transport as the number one contributor yeah. to, to gre- uh, greenhouse emissions. Yep. Think of all the transport that's gone into that one lemon coming to your 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 store. Yep. Yeah. You know, whereas if we bought it locally or bought it from your, got it from your neighbours. Pinched from yep. your neighbours. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I do, yeah. So if you've got the financial means, maybe pay a bit extra for WA beef. Yeah. For local produce. Yep. Grow some of your own stuff. And maybe. there are people doing regenerative ag, ag oh, in man. WA. Got to support it's, that. It's that's getting bigger. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. um yep. yeah. and and we talk about vote you know, voting with your feet, but you know, spending your money where yep. And and the reason why it is getting better is because people are going okay. Yeah. This is this is yeah. the way to go. This there's is a, the solution. There's an awakening, I reckon. Yeah, there's an awakening. There's a massive awakening. Yeah. yeah, particularly with our consumables. Yeah, you yep. know what we eat. Well, this uh, social media we spoke about in the last episode, while being terrible, also does bound together some amazing groups of people yep. to share ideas Definitely. and to share know-how and to you know get these uh, grassroots ideas off the ground. Yeah, and maybe maybe that is part of the solution. You know that collective of people yeah okay we're not gonna we're gonna go to a co-op we, we you know we're gonna source out local farmers and maybe yeah. that's part of maybe that's part of the regeneration yeah. and, and moving forward and yeah. the solution i think yeah. you're right mate i think yeah. the biggest thing you can do is actually vote with your dollar mm. yeah because that's what our society values yeah if yeah. politicians and big business start seeing people vote with their dollar yeah that that's the only thing that will get their attention yeah well, they don't I don't care if you're outraged i don't care if you're scared yeah i don't care if you're angry but they do care if you start spending in other areas, and they go, "Oh, hang on a sec." And 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 lots so of people do, flocking to this. And so do um, farmers and consume. You know, they got to make a buck. Yeah. So I look at my local farmers market that we've been going to probably for I don't know five or so years. Mm. Initially, not so not so busy, but now it it's packed. Like it's yep. um, 
It's flat out. You, yeah, good. You know, that's great. Yeah. Great. yeah. So people are going there because they're realizing, oh, this is this is the way to go. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Beat the corporates. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's a fairly lengthy discussion, boys. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. That yeah, was really good. Yeah. Yep. I felt uh, I felt that was good. Empowered. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a negative topic. No. It's not. It's just no. controversial, but it's not negative. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. you need to just have a bit more clarity around it about yeah. what really, really it is about. It's a very nuanced, uh, very complicated topic. Yeah. You can't just dull it down to one thing. Yeah. 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 One, yeah. Carbon. Based. It's just carbon. carbon, mate. It's not carbon. No. No. Might be a little bit carbon. A lot of other things, though. <laughs> is there carbon? In, is there carbon in beer? There is, isn't there? Like the, car, the carbonated. It's carbonated. <laughs> Maybe we should go and have one. I feel like we yeah. should. I could use a beer after yeah, that. Wet the whistle. So. We've been uh, talking for a couple of hours. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I guess the, the oh, we've probably done it. Today, as long as it's a craft brewery that's locally brewed. Yeah, of course. <laughs> there you go. We'll source out a co-op of beer makers yeah, yeah. and <laughs> go and have one. Right on. Yeah. Good to you boys. Good chat. Good on you fellas. Yeah. Yep. Until next time. All right. Do it. Get your air guitars ready. <laughs> See you, boys.